Okay. Now, let's take it from the top. This is the Lowdown Sports Show. Give me the lowdown. With Drew. I just heard your dad might already hate you, and I was like, yeah. what, brother? <laughs> oh, man. And BJ. Yeah, he could be a part of the ma- my mascot's entourage and, and be throwing t-shirts into the crowd. <laughs> and it all starts right now. All right, welcome into another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. I'm your host, Drew. I'm BJ. And we're here, as always, to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Got a, uh, a pretty uh, pretty big show for you. NBA season around the corner, season preview at hand wow. for today. A lot of big things happening in the world of basketball. And uh, we're going to talk about the NBA season that is to be here pretty soon uh two-parter we're gonna split it up a little bit we're gonna have one before bj's best and the other one after so you know that that is still going on as always bj's best of course what's on drew's mind uh talking some wnba as well game two big game two just happened we're talking about the ins and outs of game two and could we be seeing a sweep here i mean i don't know maybe maybe so uh we'll we'll dive into it and the chicago sky they got a new head coach and she uh she knows her stuff in the turn in the uh, in the realm of basketball, that is for sure. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about all of that, uh, and we're playing with or to quit it, of course. That's always on the menu. And before we get into everything today, we want to make sure that we shout out our partners, T Public Fanatics and Seat Geek. Seat Geek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. Use code the lowdown in all caps for twenty dollars off your first order i believe they even got some like sale going on right now that likes use a coupon and you get some discount with stat head double check you had go check with them uh and uh not seat geek by the way i mean stat head i I jumped ahead for some reason but there's some deals going on out there people that's the point so make sure you get out there and uh get them speaking of stat head this the show it's presented by stat head and my man bj's got a stat of the episode that's right, Drew, and we're looking at the versus finder again today over with our friends at Stathead, and well, I mean, what better way? We're going to talk about it a little bit later on in the show, but one of the uh, head-to-head comparisons stat-wise that you can do for uh, Stathead on the basketball side of things, you can see head-to-head Chelsea Gray versus Sabrina Inescu, and Chelsea Gray 6-3 and three record against Inescu in the regular season, and well, Drew, of course, 2-0 now here in their first playoff matchup up to this point in favor of Chelsea Gray. She doesn't average as many points as Inescu has in her career up to this point uh, or as many rebounds or, or assists, but outpacing in steals per game and has a better field goal percentage and a three-point percentage better than Inescu to this point. She also has, of course, those two championships, one first-team All-WNBA, two All-WNBA Selections, one finals MVP, and five All-Stars, all better than Inescu's just one lone All-WNBA appearance and two All-Star nods. So Chelsea Gray, still early in Inescu's career and, and still a lot that can be determined between the two, but 
Grace had the upper hand so far and in the series as well to this point, Drew. So that is your stat of the episode presented by our friends over at Stathead. You love, I love this versus finder. You can, you know, put two teams, you could put two players, you could even do right. multiple. We, we did the three, t- yeah, uh, three player comparison candidates yeah. for, for the WNBA MVP race earlier back in at the end of season three. So get yourself a subscription, check it out. You get all kinds of crazy stats that you didn't think were, were possible to find. There you go. There's our stat of the episode from Mr. BJ again. Appreciate you. Sabrina Ionescu and Chelsea Gray. And I found what I was talking about. I wasn't tripping, guys. It, they do. <laughs> got, they got something going on. Basketball Reference posted it. You want to win a free year of stat head. They're celebrating the start of the NBA season with a stat head giveaway. There you Post go. Screenshot of an NBA versus finder search and say which player you think is better. Use the hashtag stathead versus and tag at stathead. Tag and follow at bball underscore reference or bball at bball underscore ref on Twitter mm-hmm. basketball reference, and yeah. uh, that's how you that's how you can possibly get a free year of Sadhead guys. So you heard it right here from your friends at the Lowdown. Go go try it. Go go get yourself that free free year. I mean, if you like it, that's fantastic, and maybe you will want to extend it beyond the first year. Mm-hmm. Tell them tell them who told you about it too. Now it's time to get into everything with BJ's radio. We'll get to rocking. I'm ready, Drew. We'll do it. We will indeed. Let's get to rocking, BJ. Let's kick things off on the NBA side of things with this season preview. Mm-hmm. Splitting this up into two parts. First part we're going to get into here. Let's talk. Let's go ahead and dive into the uh, preseason awards, and that'll lead into uh, the next part of our season preview here. The preseason awards, an easy, an easy way to get it going. Um we're going I saw some of the awards that have been added over the over the years. I did add one to our lineup here, so you you may okay. be ready for this. But, uh, see if you can slide somebody in. It's it's kind of just a you know what who do you think will get this type of thing because okay. no st- no okay I take it back on the NBA side they do have you know clutch time what you can do in the mm-hmm. last few minutes of the game and things like that so that does factor into it but uh, clutch. Player of the year is one that I added to our preseason awards thing. I mean, there's teammate of the year and all that. We're not we're not doing those, but I feel like this one is one that we can we could toss our hat into the ring on an award for. So uh, that'll be the uh, last one that we get to because I just kind of tossed that on you. So in the meantime, think about who your clutch player of the year is going to be. But the rest of our awards, we've got uh, just like the WNBA executive of the year, coach of the year, six. Uh, sixth man of the year on this side, mm-hmm. uh, rookie of the year, most improved, defensive player of the year, and MVP. BJ, where would you like to start? I'm I'm oh, down for wherever. Let's let's figure one out and we can yeah. take it from there. Um, Pick one for us. Where would you like to start? We could go coach of the year if you want. Coach of the year, coach of the year. All right, all right, okay. Yeah. Do you like you you want to go? Or you want me? Oh, no, you go first, man. All right, I got you, friend. All right, coach of the year for me, and this is this is really going to depend on the health of this team. But um, and, and I hate to say that on on part of handing uh, them this award, but I mean when you get a healthy team, you know, and on top of what he can do in the coaching position, you know, I, it just I think it it could be all but his this year, BJ, because he's got mm-hmm. a unit out there, and that's Willie Green with the New Orleans Pelicans. 
Oh, New Orleans yeah. Pelicans got quite the unit over there. We, we've seen what they're like when they're healthy and everybody's out there, though it hasn't happened very much in the small sample size that we have gotten and the the myriad of different things that op, that offense can do and what you could possibly make out of it defensively with the length and the size that you have in New Orleans. Um, Willie Green's got a whole lot to work with. If Zion stays healthy and company stays healthy, you know, they were on the edge of the playoffs last year. You put Zion back into the mix. You know, how high is that in the Western Conference? But I think Willie Green is going to be able to, to capture that coach of the year because his Pelicans are going to stay healthy and they're going to show their stuff and they're going to be a pretty good team in the West, pretty formidable. They've got the pieces to do it uh, all the way around, you know, just health, uh, you know, considering. So yeah. Willie Green is my coach of the year. I like that. That's a good pick. And I, I think what I've heard from uh, the New Orleans camp is is good things for Zion and, and good things for the Pelicans this year. So fingers crossed. Yes. And not bigger I like good, but yeah, oh. he hit the he hit the squats, he hit the weight room. Uh, you know, I can give an award to a guy that I don't necessarily like because I think he's going to have a good year and, and his team's oh. going to have a good year. Uh, but I'm not necessarily a, a fan of his at, in terms of like his coaching style. But I mean, when you I mean, Doc up, Rivers doesn't have a team yeah, right now, no, 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 not Doc Rivers, but it, you're, you're kind of on the right track. He did used to coach for this team and that doesn't even give it away. Cause there's three, three coaches or three teams that, you know, he used to coach for that could okay. get this award, but I'm going Joe Missoula. I think okay. that uh, when you look at what they brought in, even though really? they, they lost some, some, uh, you know, some key pieces as well. I, I mean, it's, it's tough to say that they're not going to be up there and, and competing for, you know, another finals appearance and maybe even a championship this year. So I think Missoula and, and the way that he's had so far, the emphasis on defense is, is really going to be what carries them and what carries him to that award. And uh, I think if he can carry Chris Stapps Porzingis to 60 <laughs> plus games played, then that might get him the award. There you go. Yeah. Be able to do that. Like, Coach, I don't know how you did it, but. Let that guy be healthy out there. That really helps. You got, you got to follow the NBA's uh, initiative to make sure that you're focused on playing all 82 games this year, Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and while we, we while we're around the coach of the year, we might as well hit that executive of the mm-hmm. year as well. And BJ, I mean, we might as well just or I'm going to to stay with the same ball club out there in the Boston Celtics, Mr. Uh, Brad Stevens, the former head yes. coach of this team. I mean, he's ushered in Chris Depps, Porzingis. He's brought in Drew Holiday, though he shipped out uh, Malcolm Brogdon Williams. and Robert Williams and Marcus Smart. A lot of people. Yeah. I think his return is going to be worth it enough to where it's going to at least push for him, if not do it a little better. Um, those were good pieces, but he brought in good pieces. And then it will only be – that way, if Chris Dapsporzingis stays healthy and he gives you what he can truly give you while he's healthy, which is a nice, solid piece. And, I mean, even though, I mean, he's way down in this pecking order at this point. But that is zero pressure on him. But all he's just got to do is stay healthy, uh, do what play his role, whatever they end up giving him. Yeah. and Give uh, him some lobs. Yeah, and, and, do, what, and do what he does. So I, I think Brad Stevens is his shuffling is gonna is gonna pay off for him. Um, it, was, it was creative, strategic moves for what he thinks he's got there. I mean, he used to coach this team, so he's kind of analyzing it over the years even more to how to make it better. You know, they've seen the finals. It's time to see a championship, and he thinks it's the crew that can do it. And I think uh, I think he's the executive of the year. 
Well, he's certainly the executive that's been the busiest this offseason. For but, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, the most less vacation yeah, time for him. Yeah, Brad Brad Stevens is is my pick as well, Drew. I, I think when you look at what uh you know what he's been able to put together, they've been close a couple times here the last couple of years, getting to the finals against Golden State in uh just two seasons ago and, and just the the roster and then how they've shaken it up and, and really kind of retooled it here in the offseason. It's a gamble, but if we both are in agreement that it's going to pay off and and pay dividends. I think that what I'm thinking is, you know, if, if they're, I, I think for them to, for him to get this award, I think they've got to be a top two seed in the East. Would you say that's pretty fair? Oh yeah. Uh, even if, because they, they won't vote on this before the, the playoffs are over. We'll, we'll know this award during in the, the, the in the, That'd be in the upper echelon of the league. Like you got to yeah. have like a best record, you know, or lead the East mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. So I, I think that that's, pretty fair to say I, I think that it's the, the gamble will pay off I, I think that uh in terms of all the moves that were made and, and you know just for the the sole purpose of look we had a good team we completely you know reshuffled things and if we still have a good team then that's really proof of you know him and, and how he's building it the roster for them so I I'm also in agreement with you Brad Stevens the executive of the year Mr. Brad Stevens, let's keep going in line here. Uh, I'll, I'll go in the order I wrote it down, or just I'm going to go up this stream and then get back to that clutch player. Okay. Um, I'm going to make you go first on clutch player. Can't bounce <laughs> off mine. Uh, sixth man of the year. Um, I'd have to double check back at this lineup. I don't know if they're going to slide him into the point guard um, or what or what the plans are for the point guard position out here. Maybe it's going to be Drews, probably Drews. Just depends on how they how they set things up with the bigs. Because I'm thinking Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, Chris Tapps, Porzingis, Al Horford starting lineup. That's what I'm mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking for Boston. So if it, okay. if it goes like that, then this person can get six uh, six man of the year, and that's Derek White. I think mm-hmm. Derek White is in position to uh, to get that. And I mean, it's it's all it's all but his. I mean, like I said, if we're saying Chris Tapps, Porzingis is in you know the fifth wheel, you know. You know, pressure position just completely off. Derek White can go out there and just let it fly on the second team and and just do some work. Um, I think he's in good position. He shaved his head. I mean, I don't know if you saw that. I mean, he's, he doesn't have the wild, crazy long hair anymore. He balled out there. I mean, I don't know what it is about players when they go bald. Uh, they start hooping a little bit. now. Nah. But um, Derek White, he's he's a really good player, um, good off the ball shooter and scorer. And uh, he'll, he'll be pivotal off the bench. I mean, he's, he's going to be the first person off of it um, every night. So more than likely, unless they go with a big to, you know, take out Al Horford or something to get him a rest because he's old. But uh, I, I think he's going to be huge and have the opportunity to capture six man. Mr. Derek White from the Boston Celtics, my six man of the year. I like Derek White as well. I was thinking my, my first thought was, you know, if we were talking about how they were going to, handle things out in, in Golden State with, with Chris Paul and, and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. And 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 then we talked about last week with Clay Thompson moving down to the three. But I, I think Gary Payton is in position to have a big oh, year. Gary Payton Jr. Gary Payton the second, yeah, is in position to have a really good season for Golden State and coming off as as that six man of the year kind of role for for Golden State because I mean you look at what they've got their their lineup with CP3, Steph and Clay and then Wiggins and Draymond as your as your starting five. I, I think Gary Payton is the the next, you know, kind of that next player in terms of, 
yeah, I mean, it's, it's either him or, or Devon Looney. And I just, I don't think it would be necessarily, I think that uh, Peyton would be getting the the extra minutes. So I, I think Gary Peyton, the second is, is primed for a big year for golden state. And, and I think they're going to have another successful year. So I'll go Ger- Gary Payton as my sixth man of the year. Okay. That would be quite a guard unit out there. If Gary Payton can step it up and capture a six man, you got a CP three, Steph Curry, mm-hmm. and then Gary Payton gets six man stuff out there. Yeah. Woo. I was just—I mean, you've got you've got essentially there like four guards that with with two you know two out there on the the court all the time right. and, and and moving Clay down to the three, but it just really depends on what kind of lineup if they want to go you know small lineup at times for with the speed and the tempo or if they're gonna you know go in the with bigs with with uh you know uh, yeah. Draymond and and. Uh, You'll uh, still see Clay slide up to that guard uh, spot, oh, you know, because, I mean, Chris is old. He'll need his rest. So, I mean, they'll, they'll yeah. be able to slide back to what they do best. And that's probably when things will, you know, really pop off sometimes. That's, yeah. what, that's what's going to be so scary about the Warriors. If things click with Chris Paul, you know, and then when he sits, like, oh, they're just going back to Warriors of old and still going crazy. Like, that could be yeah. super dangerous. Absolutely, Drew. Moving on here, Rookie of the Year next. I feel like this one's pretty chalky, BJ. I, I wanted to be controversial here, but just for the matter of he's going to get all the opportunities in the world, and he's who he is, but yeah. just more so the opportunities. that They'll, they'll just be out here. He'll, he'll probably lead the Spurs in multiple categories, and that's Mr. Victor Wimbenyama. Um, yeah. We're going to probably Maybe. see him leading points. We're probably going to see him leading rebounds. But, I mean – if, if he didn't lead in points, it wouldn't surprise me because Keldon Johnson is a problem, and I don't think people realize that. Keldon Johnson is a real problem, and we don't need to sleep on him. So yeah. I feel like it's going to be pretty close between them two who leads in points, but, you know, Wimby's going to get the rebounds probably, hopefully. I mean, he, he might be one of those that ends up – he might stretch out too much, and he might be like a six, seven, a seven rebound dude in his, in his rookie year, which would be like, eh. But, you know, uh, he'll still – he'll have a whole lot of opportunity, so – It'll be down to to him and just other couple of players, but it, it it'll probably end up being like when LeBron and I hate to do this to my dog when LeBron came in as a rookie, everybody's saying Melo should probably got the rookie of the year, and there's a lot of arguments for that. And this could be another one of those years where Victor gets it just off him being like one of the you know, the next up or whatever, mm-hmm. and then Chet not get it because of yeah. he's not Wimby. If this would have been last year, maybe Chet would have still got it. And, uh, you know, that's why Scoot won't get it. And that's why so-and-so won't get it. Mm-hmm. So Brandon Miller and, and and other players like that, the Thompson yeah. twins, you know, so it, it's Wimby. Are you in, you in agreement there, Wimby? Yeah, I, I want it to be different here just because it's it's always Who would you have gone if you'd, if you'd have gone a different way? I was going to go with Chet if I was going to go a different route. I, I think that he's kind of, I mean, having the experience, even with, you know, just the, the injuries, problems that he's had, I, I think that he – is is due if, if you know again it's all dependent on staying healthy but in a perfect world where we're imagining this here preseason he's going to stay healthy he's going to have a big year for okc and and they're going to be you know right back in the playoffs and, and even more of a threat than they were a year ago when he was hurt just because having him out there is is such a boon to that team but i mean when you look at it it's got to be Wimby. there's just no other way that that anybody else is, is really going to have a chance and there's not going to be, I don't think, a whole lot of, you know, like air in the discussion. There's not going to be a, a, a whole lot of, you know, talking points outside of Wimby. I, I don't feel like, I mean, unless it would take something that I just don't see happening from like a scoot uh, where, you know, he's, he's it would balling have to be out. an all-star season probably. I think so. Yeah. I think he, like, would have to, he would have to be in, in, in the all-star game and, 
and maybe even like an all-star starter as a rookie for him would, would probably be uh, ahead of Wimby. That would be absurd in, in the Western Conference for that to even mm-hmm. happen. He, yeah. he, he would be literally like, oh, my gosh, are we are we going to see him lead this team to a title doing some like D-Wade type things in the early going mm-hmm. stuff? Like, uh, I don't know, but that, that would just that would be crazy. I did float around with the Chet idea, and I was like, man, Scoot's in a really good position. You know, I've heard about the defense he's been playing. Um, yeah. and you know, I think, well, I won't, I won't say this part yet, uh, but yeah, both of those guys, it's going to be a fun year on the rookie side of things. So those top three players in the rookie class here, it's going to be yeah. fun watching the play, but it's Wimby as rookie it's of Wimby. the year. Next is most improved BJ. I was, I was searching around for this one and I was just, I was, I was hard pressed to give this one to him, but <laughs> I feel like in a, at least one step up in a role for him he's always at least been the third wheel for the most part of his career but now he's in a new situation and he's playing with that rookie that we just talked about deandre ayton for most improved player he's an 18 and 10 guy for his career which you would think you would think he had less points you know coming out of phoenix i understand the rebounds we heard about the double doubles all the time but i Mm -hmm. thought i would have thought less points a little bit but right on the right on the edge of 20 and his role is going to go up at least one notch if not two just one probably but you know guy that's been to the finals 18 and 10 getting in a bigger role in a unit playing more free in uh, in portland now i just if if he can grasp it man like we could be seeing like a 21 and 13, like some yeah. nice numbers like that, just kind of dominating and, and 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 maybe starting as a center in the West. I mean, if, if he can just unlock it, I mean, like, because the Blazers have nice pieces out there. I mean, mm-hmm. Anthony Simons uh, in the guard spot as well. Uh, Jeremy Grant out there too. Uh, I, I don't I don't know what their bench looks like uh, off the top. I don't of my head, think but, they've got a whole whole like stack bench. I think no, probably not. But the, they'll be ones that they'll be a team that's pesky if they're healthy with that with yes. that unit if things work out for everybody. Yeah. So, but I think DeAndre Ayton if if he can if he can make it click, which obviously I'm counting on him making it click a little bit more. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, you know, turn things up a notch in a little bit bigger role. Maybe maybe see that 21 and 13 type thing uh, in in Portland and become the most improved player. I like that pick, but I think I like mine a little bit better. And because I'm, I'm also going with with uh, a player that I think is, is going to stay healthy and have a, a much better year because we, we weren't really got, got to see what th- this player was capable of before uh, his injury uh, took him away last year. And I think if, if Detroit is going to have any success because Cade Cunningham is back Ooh, and wow. really come in the, into his own here, uh, I think that that's a really sneaky good pick for – most improved player and and if, if Detroit is is I'm not going to necessarily give it away here but if Detroit is, is you know hanging around sneaking around trying to find their way into that you know playing discussion this year it's because of Cade Cunningham okay I don't mind that uh, one thing I did come across earlier today I can't remember it exactly so don't quote me on it I'd have to find it again okay but um the Detroit Pistons haven't gotten over what, over 30 wins in the last and at least six straight seasons. So yeah, it would the, take something like that from a Cade Cunningham for them to get past uh, a 30 ball. Yeah, I think that that's I, – I think I know what you're talking about. I don't know the exact stat either. But I think that the last time they were over 30 was their last playoff appearance, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a while. I think that was when Blake Griffin was a Piston. <laughs> yeah. Talk about how long ago that was, man. Yeah. He got 50 as a Piston. Isn't that insane? I would never have 
in my entire life, imagine Blake Griffin getting fifty in a basketball game. <laughs> well, and I've just I've never been a Blake Griffin. No, you you could you could see him getting fifty in a basketball game, just not with the Pistons. Not in the but, NBA. <laughs> maybe um, in in a, in Rucker Park or something. With maybe when, when he was playing at OU. Yeah. In the in the Big Three. Um, there you go. <laughs> let's move on into the, our last few awards here. Defensive Player of the Year, BJ. I, I wanted to go one way, and if this if this player can give me. 60 plus games this year. I won't say that the award is his, but for right now, because I'm nervous that he won't, I'm going to give it to Giannis Antetokounmpo. A healthy season of Giannis. He actually looked a little bit bigger. Or is it the haircut? Am I just tripping like you got hair? You know, you got now he just, I don't know. He looked like he got a little bit bigger. Uh, Bigger Giannis up in here. I just, he's going to keep doing what he's always been doing. What will this be? His third now? I think it will be his third. Uh, racking yeah. him up. I mean, this this is some interest. A two-time MVP, three-time defensive player of the year. I mean, the resume just and chance to get another so. championship with Dame and resume just crazy. Yeah. Uh, is he even 30 yet? I don't think he is. I don't think he's I think he's right on the press, but that's some, this is some Asia Wilson type stuff. This is <laughs> some Asia Wilson type stuff. There's mo- ah, multiple MVPs in about to have multiple championships, both of them. This one about to get – so you going to get two before Giannis. <laughs> he, he will be 29 in December, Drew. So he's right on that. And that's what I'm saying. At age is 27, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's that's crazy. But, yeah, Giannis, defense player. Man, I, the person I was going to say, if they are healthy, mm-hmm. can you guess? Well, it's not Triple J, I wouldn't think. Nope. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. I like that. Yeah. I like that. But – I think that's just, just trying to rely a little too much on health for him. But yeah. man, I we, I don't do this because I feel like I'm up upstaging you or trying to you know steal your spotlight. But I was also going to say Giannis. I thought thought you were going to say something you know a little bit more like you know not necessarily out there or anything like that. But it, I think it is going to be another fantastic year from Giannis defensively. You know, we talked last couple weeks ago when when we talked about the the trade for Damian Lillard and and there is going to be a little bit of a you know, a sacrifice defensively with, you know, shipping Drew out and, and bringing Lillard in. But, you know, that doesn't mean that Giannis isn't capable of being a great defender and, and really a, just a, a threat and a menace in the paint. Uh, I, I think that this is going to be another kind of year that he he's like, you know, it's been a couple of years since anybody's really talked about him as the DPOY. And he's like, hey, did you uh, did you forget about me? Because I'm still over here. I'm still right. making your uh, path into the paint, uh, you know, not worth it, not worth your time to do. So I, I think it's it's Giannis. I think he's gonna be the defensive player of the year. That's a good call, BJ. What have we we've aligned on just two of them so no three. You did Brad Stevens with me as well. Yeah, three. Okay. And now the MVP. We're still saving that clutch player of the year for last, just so I can give you time to catch up and you know get that one because it's just I've, I've got I've got them both. I've, I've got them both. So oh, you're ready? Can, you want, okay, yeah, what's we can, Oh well, I've already I've already teased yeah. the MVP. So let's go ahead and hammer this MVP. You got give me your MVP then. Let's, let's okay. go. Well, I was gonna say I, so. There are two choices in my mind, and okay. one is gonna get the MVP. One is gonna get the clutch player of the year. I'm not telling you which is which just yet, but I, I imagine I imagine you'll know based on who I say for MVP who I'm giving the clutch player of the year to. But okay. uh, man, you know it's it's. It's one of those years. Last year, I, you know, the two years ago, I thought that Joel Embiid was the best player in basketball, should have won the MVP, and it went to Nikola Jokic. Last year, I thought Jokic was better, 
deserved the MVP over Embiid, and it went to Embiid. So perhaps my track record with with who I think is the best player doesn't necessarily, you know, isn't necessarily agreed on by the NBA award voters. But I think after what he saw last year, what he did a year, you know, the year before that, it's not a three P, but three and four years for Nikola Jokic is going to oh, be really good, baby. I'm going Nikola Jokic to win another MVP this year. Okay, <laughs> Jokic, that's nice. That's nice. I don't know if the NBA is going to allow this this fella to get three MVPs. I mean, last person to get three MVPs was LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Curry yeah. didn't even get three. No. So I think uh, I'm glad it's my but, turn now. I was say it's it's not in a row at least, so it's not like there there's any. I know, I know, but still nobody's gotten them since Braun got three plus. I'm just saying, we're everybody's had the two the two curse. They've had back to backsies. Three people have had back to backsies: Curry, Giannis, and Jokic. Yeah. Will Embiid have back to backsies? Not with me deciding no. he won't. <laughs> At the MVP for me, BJ, we've had the same three candidates at the end of the year the last three or four four years. Last four mm-hmm. years. Yeah. But at the beginning of the year, for at least the last two or three, or two of the last three, can't remember all these. Eh. To begin the year, the preseason MVP has been Luka Doncic. And I'm going to go with Luka Doncic here. This is the time where Luka stays healthy. He always gives you the numbers for it, but he doesn't give you enough games. And now the rules say, you got to give me this many games to get this MVP. And the other three are where the main hype is at. Oh, a healthy season of Giannis. Giannis and Lillard, he might get the MVP again for his third. Jokic, he lost it last year when everybody thought he should have won it. Could he come back and get his third MVP? Embiid, like the other two before him, looking to go back-to-back just like them. Will he get an MVP? All of it around those three guys. And then Luka, just going to come out from under everybody and just get that thing with Kyrie at his side. And that's how that's going to go. I went with Luka preseason last year, Drew. So I want to switch things up a little bit. I feel like I've done it before. And, you know, (laughs) just all these times he just gets hurt for a little bit, like at Christmas and stuff. Yeah. Knock on some wood. Uh, And I just, I I just, I have the faith that it's going to happen. But, and I don't want to pick up, I don't want to pick a backup MVP here. If, if Luka starts to miss games, then we'll be talking around, you know, Thanksgiving and stuff like, okay, all right, Drew, who's your actual MVP now? <laughs> Who do you pick? Who do you pick? But uh, BJ, since you had them both, I want to hear you before I get to it. Clutch player of the year. Well, my clutch player is your MVP. I, I didn't want to give him both Here awards. Luka Doncic, I, I think when you're talking about the player that it comes through seemingly more often in the clutch these days than anybody in recent memory, it's it's going to be Luka Doncic with, with his propensity for getting those game-winning shots. And the fact of the matter is, is that the Mavericks do have another guy in Kyrie Irving that you have to you know worry about in taking that last shot. It doesn't all have to be on Luka, but – you know that the ball is going to be in Lucas' hands at least some of the time late in the game when they need it. That's a good one, BJ. I think that's the best pick. I've got a pretty good one, too. I don't know if it's the best pick. It's a, mm-hmm. i got a pretty good one. 
Your teammate Kyrie Irving <laughs> for the clutch player of the year. Kyrie in his new happy home, gonna thrive beside his new teammate that can get him the ball just as good as the last player that did all the way back in Cleveland in those days together, Mr. LeBron James. Luca's yeah. actual favorite player. Don't tell Michael Jordan, even though Luca says that on the mic now. But what did he say before he got with Jordan Brand? <laughs> okay Kyrie Irving clutch player of the year and those are your preseason awards picks for 2023 and like uh my friend Big Low says show your work and just in case there were any doubts I'm gonna let that focus here is mine they've been right here the whole time yeah I will, I will write mine down and uh give them to you on a scratch piece of paper for oh it's okay going I mean, yeah oh yeah to keep the notes I yeah. was gonna say if I've said it into the microphone here, it's on tape, and I'll take that's a picture of it. So I always got to be like, "Dang, I lost a sticky note," but here's that picture. <laughs> so there, there you go. go. Work shown. Those are your preseason <laughs> award picks for this season. And now it's time for BJ's best, and we will get to part two of that later. Yeah. All right, Drew. Well. I want to go a little bit different. I wanted to be a little bit uh, well. Not necessarily uh, bold or anything, but I, I wanted to be a little bit out there with BJ this week. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with something called Fat Bear Week by chance? Fat? Fat Bear Week, yes. Nope. No, you're not fat, familiar with. Not, no, bear. I'm not yeah. fat. You're I'm, not fat, no. Not, not too, anyway, just a little, a little. It's definitely me is the one that should be uh, concerned. Um, no, so I'm, I'm trying to see if uh, let's see if I can I'm trying to see if I can get this uh, picture in here. Um, it's not letting me upload it when it's a uh, because it's the wrong file type. But I was trying to see if I could you know show you the the uh, the winner for Fat Bear Week. So I, I've got the story here. Uh, it's a mama bear. Her name is 128 Grazer. She didn't need to win to prove anything. She just needed to eat hundreds of pounds of salmon so that she could survive hibernation. Uh, but after doing all of that, she is the Fat Bear Week champion. Uh, park ranger Felisa Jimenez said she's been putting in the work. She was quite dainty in early summer, but now she is huge. So Fat Bear Week, in case you didn't know, Drew. Uh, is just a, lot, a little bit, uh, a couple years ago, they started this where they showed like a before the hibernation and after as the bears begin to get ready for the long winter ahead. And so they photographed them in the summer when they're lean and trim and, and in, in good shape. And then, you know, how they look as they're getting ready to go into hibernation mode. And so past couple years, it's it's really gone without a whole lot of, fanfare but this year because of uh, the potential uh, government shutdown just a couple weeks ago that was avoided there was worry that they weren't going to be able to do fat bear week because uh, if, if the the government had been shut down they wouldn't the park rangers would not have been allowed to to count any of the votes that had been cast in fat bear week um, so thankfully it was avoided and uh, they got to you know they got to have their tournament and everything like that. And, and just March Madness style almost um, said that, uh, 
you know, she, she took care of business in, in terms of the voting. So she dispatched two of the past champions in 747 and Holly to reach the final faceoff with 32 Chunk, who is an enigmatic and immense bear. And Grazer dominated the finals, Drew. 108,321 votes cast for her compared to Chunk's 23,134. Uh, trying to see, I, I, I can't get this to work to show you what the bear looks like, but maybe when we uh, share this to uh, for the re-air on on the, on the socials and YouTube, I'll be able to get you a picture and we can flash the, the photo of the bear right here when, when I'm talking about her. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things that she was always identified because she has these just gorgeous big blonde ears and um, she had a, just a, a staggering transformation uh, that she was able to do by eating all of the salmon that she took advantage of here this year. So um, let's celebrate the bears as they get ready to hibernate for the long winter. I, I know that for me, if, if I was allowed to, Drew, I would be hibernating but rather than, uh, you know, having to, to be out in the cold terrain. I know you you are in a position now as you're getting ready, getting closer to having to get through your first uh, winter time. You're wearing the longer sleeves under the, the short sleeve jersey and, and the beanie as well. Oh, yeah. It's already cold. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, down nowhere over here. <laughs> Meanwhile, down here, it's gotten a little bit cooler, but it's still 73 degrees. So, uh, you know, it's 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 t-shirt and jeans weather down here. <laughs> you might have to wait until June for that. <laughs> long way away. You're a long way away. Long way away, that is for sure. Uh who's your favorite bear, BJ? Like Let's cartoon see. bear or yeah. Yeah. okay. Well, I mean, you know, the first one that immediately comes to mind is Yogi and Boo Boo. Yep. Uh, those those are the ones that immediately come to mind. I don't know. Berenstein, you know, the Berenstein, yeah, uh, Jungle Book, yeah, Magoo. Uh, no, I, I think it's, it's got to be Yogi. Yogi was the one that kind of was always on the TV when I was a kid. Um, hey, yeah, I, I watched you get into the picnic basket. Hey, Bubble, how about we get ourselves another picnic basket full of biscuits? Oh boy, that's right, Yogi. Uh, but not to not to turn this into the Hanna Barbera hour over here, but that's the one that I always remember watching as a kid. Uh, even though I did watch Jungle Book and and watch the bear and read the Berenstain Bears book, but to me the one that immediately came to mind was was Yogi Bear, um, just because I think that that was a you know again what what it kind of was raised on is watching the old Hanna Barbera cartoons back when Cartoon Network was was really good. You miss those days, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna go off kilter and say Chicago Bears because I like them. I like to watch them get their butt whooped. <laughs> well, if they were if they were more competitive, they might be more I people's know, not favorites. The, not the Bears of old. Not the no. Not the Bears of forty not years. The, not not when the late great Dick Butkus was on the team or anything mm-hmm. like that. The the '85 Bears, the the the, the SNL skit of the Bears. But no, I, I think it's uh, I think it's really cool to kind of see the transformation in the bear, uh, seeing how it looked back in the summer and, you know, how big it's gotten. I mean, mm-hmm. I, 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 
I wish I could just as easily blame it on hibernating why I've gotten so big over the past couple of years. But do you wish bears were nicer so you could just like hug them? I think you can domesticate bears. It's very difficult, but I, I see videos like all the time of, of bears that are looking like big old like puppy dogs almost. Where um, have you seen the, the bear crawling along like the fence or whatever? No, but I have seen a bear beat the out of somebody and chase him down because it's really fast. <laughs> Did you see the revenant? <laughs> No. Okay. I, I didn't either, but I mean that the most famous uh bear, you know, like trying to kill a man with Leonardo DiCaprio's character in that movie. Like but. I don't know. I, I feel like I've seen I don't know if this is like on a show or something or just in casual conversation, but like, oh, who would win between a fight between a uh, a bear and a gorilla? Bear. Gorilla getting some help, call for help. Pick up the phone that they have on the NFL sidelines and help is on the way. It needs to be because the girl is going to need it. I was going to say, I mean, they both are, are vicious and have great strength, but there's They're no doubt it's, it's a bear. Yeah. The bears are ridiculously strong. Yeah. And they got the, some claws. The bear's claw. I mean, the, the gorilla would, would be down and out of the count if the bear got its claws into him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's done. And the weight it's, difference, it's I think, is just uh, large Siren. as well, like three. Bears are, they weigh a lot, but they're fast. And I mean, they can yeah. definitely kill out of you. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I mean, they're, they're, it, it, it sucks because they are, they look like they would be so cute and cuddly and everything like that. But if, if you piss them off, oh man, you better watch out. They got build a bear workshops and everything, but don't be trying to mess with them bears gorilla in this. I was going to say, they got build a bear workshop, but they don't have build a gorilla workshop. So I think that answers the argument right there. Uh, I just mean, picture there. the, well, you can't picture it because you haven't seen the show, but picture the, the undead bear in Game of Thrones that chases after you. Then you'll, uh, that's what you kind of got. That's, that's, that's what you need to, Visualize when that stuff is running at you. Not not the one that you build a bear. Not the little things that you cuddle with you in your sleep. Like Those the teddies or whatever. They don't, yeah. like, they don't like anybody. No. But Fat Bear Week, in honor of Fat Bear Week, uh, coming to Fat a close, I thought that I would, would give a shout out to uh, Mama Glazer. And that is BJ's Best Room. There you go. Fat Bear Week. Very unique. BJ's week. Best. BJ, that is... That's some good stuff. Yeah, thanks. Sorry, I got you off on a little tangent about <laughs> bears mauling people at the end. No, that's it's perfectly all right. I mean, we, we we go all over the place with this sometimes, it feels yeah, like. Yeah, man, mo moves, mostly me, probably. I mean, that's, that's just how that ended up happening. But um, you guys need to just do us a favor real quick before we continue on, and let's go give it a visit to our partner's store at T Public because why else? Because they got a sale. That's why, you silly That's goose. Why. I'm trying to send you over there and get some deals. That's what I'm trying to do for you. I'm trying to get you hooked up. It is sale time. You want that fix of sports and coffee to prepare you for the workday ahead? Or are you looking for a deal that's always there, including the sale that's going on right now? And you can get this as well. At Tee Public, they have just that. 25% off on stickers when you buy four or more. And they're doing and they're only $2.50. You can't really beat that when they're not on sale. And now they're cheaper because they're on sale. Man, I mean, it's just a W all around, guys. Slide on over to the link in the description and add more stickers to your cart. Get four or more in your cart. Get that discount along with the sale that's going on by shopping our merch at Tee Public. That's right, Drew. And after you get done getting yourself some lowdown merch, well, why don't you go ahead and, I mean, now is the right time. If ever you were looking to get any kind of officially licensed merchandise, 
Well, it's right now because it's going on at Fanatics. You've got a sale going on. You can get a minimum of 25% off no, with no minimum purchase needed. 25% off for sure. But if you're willing to pay over $75 and order a whole bunch of stuff, you can get up to 30 or you can get 30% off of orders over $75 by using the promo code GORD. But you better hurry. That ends at 12.59 or 11.59 p.m. Eastern time, I should say. 12.59. Uh, I don't know where that would be. Uh Greenwich mean, maybe I, that's not time zones are not my thing. Uh, but <laughs> you are looking if, if you want to get some WNBA playoff merch, you're about to see like what Mr. Drew Ivory is wearing here on the program tonight. You know, the aces are about to be your back to back champ. You can get yourself some Las Vegas aces merch, or if you're looking at some postseason baseball merchandise, Got three of the four teams that have clinched their spot in the league championship series. So you can support the Texas Rangers, the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Houston Astros, or even the Atlanta Braves or Philadelphia Phillies as that series is underway. Plus, NBA season right around the corner. Now's the perfect time to get yourself some brand new merch for the NBA or the NHL with a new season dawning uh, in both of those sports. And if you sign up for Fanatics MVP, become a Fanatics MVP, you get weekly deals that are exclusive to you. No other person besides the Fanatics MVP gets all of these deals. So why don't you go ahead and take advantage? It's Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Everything that your heart desires is available over there. And now, before we get to what's on Drew's mind, we're going to shift gears. We're going to go back into our NBA season preview. That's right. Back in the NBA talk, guys. Uh, let's slide into some surprises and disappointments to make sure we get these other parts of our NBA preview before we get into those playoff teams, playoffs, and play-in. Actually, mm -hmm. I've slide that in there. But uh, which one would you rather hit first, BJ, surprises or disappointments? I'll show my work on this one as well. <laughs> I've got my work over here, too. I, I can show it, but it's on the back of an old roster, and so I might not necessarily want to – uh, yeah, show that off. But let's let's do uh, let's do the good. Let's do some surprises because the the negative always feels like it's uh, you know rubbing in the salt a little bit. Sounds good to me. Let's go with these surprises, BJ. I've got one from the east and I've got one from the west on both sides of things. I don't know how you did it. If you got one and one, that's totally fine. If you do, but mm -hmm. I got a pair. I got one from each conference. Okay. Um, first off, and it backs up everything I was talking about in the first part of this NBA preview, hyping up how Scoot's been, hyping up DeAndre Ayton as the most improved player. I've got the Blazers as a surprise team. They've got they've got a good little unit here, and if the talent can mesh together, they can be a pesky team that fights for the playing spot. The West has got a whole lot of talent this year. A lot of teams are deep. Some coaching uh, changes have shifted around between conferences. Quinn Snyder now in the East. Some other people have come to the West. Vogel is coaching the Suns now, so some things have moved around and yeah. things are a little bit different. And the Blazers, they still got Chauncey Billups out there. What can he do with this unit here? Can he make it mesh? But if if they can, which I've got the faith in them with their little bit of talent, I've obviously got them as a surprise team, but not something that can burst onto the scene in the playoffs, but be pesky in the in the, in the race for a play-in spot to be to be a team that's just like okay, we could actually be better than 
than you thought without Damian Lillard. So give me the Blazers as a surprise team out of the West. And out of the East, give me the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks, a team that has been to the Eastern Conference Finals before and has seen playoff action recently, but haven't reached their full potential. And I just mentioned the name Quinn Snyder over here in the East now. That's the new head coach. And, you know, he's got to short up the ship over there. He's seen uh, a lot of success in his Utah days. You know, with the, with the talent out there, he might be able to turn some more players into all-stars like a DeAndre Hunter out there, and that's who they're going to need mm -hmm. to step things up out there in Atlanta. They've got a pair of, you know, all-star level players in Murray and uh, Young to lead the way. Uh, a Kong Wu will step up this year with John Collins out of the picture, and they've got some shooters out there, Bogdanovich and some others, and, and they drafted some some young pieces as well. Don't know if they'll be a part of the rotation initially, but they've, they've got a good squad out there the hawks if they can put it back together they'll get they'll get right back into the thick of things uh in, in the east like they were before uh when trey young in his early years in the nba and um made it all the way to the conference things, finals right yes and piece things together as one of the best backcourts in the nba and and shame on me um i don't know if i included them in my top five nba backcourts you i think we were we talked about them as an honorable mention because it was yeah. so tough to to get, you know, I mean, there's so many good ones that, you know, top five, but they're, they're definitely in, in that conversation for sure. But Atlanta Hawks out of the East for me as a surprise team. So Blazers out of the West, Hawks in the East. BJ, who you got surprising us this year? Yeah, I like, I like both of those teams as surprises. And I thought about taking Atlanta, but I'm going to go different route, at least in the East, because I like this team. And I, I'm not necessarily saying that they're going to be up as high as Atlanta or anything like that. But for the same reasons that you're talking about with Portland and, and the talent they've got, Detroit, key to staying healthy. If they stay healthy there, as I see, yeah, you got the you got those teams listed and, and includes the Pistons on there, which you got scratched. Yeah, I, I went through. I had, yeah, I had some had a process of elimination here to get down to who I want. Well, I'm glad that you did because it allows me to talk about Detroit and staying healthy. The key to being a team that's going to be on the precipice fighting for that play-in spot because I, I, I'm thinking that, Drew, between once you get from about 8 through about 13, there's a whole lot of parity, and I'm not necessarily sure that whoever, you know, 9 and 10 is going to be, couldn't be a Detroit or couldn't be, you know, a Chicago. I'm not necessarily seeing a team in there that's going to wow me outside of, like I said, outside of the top 8. Uh, and, and, so, frankly, I mean, why not Detroit? If they can stay healthy, the talent they've got, a young nucleus, maybe with more of the incentive now in with, with the in-season tournament to, to try and play in those games and win those games, why not Detroit Pistons making a run to the play-in tournament? Why the solo screen as well, my friend? What? Oh, just because it's ballsy? Just trying to give you some love with your Pistons. You're going with them. I almost put them on here, so I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm right there in the back burner with you. Like, who yeah. knows what that, what could happen? And especially if your prediction of Cade becoming the most improved happens, then that could definitely help the yeah. case to being, you know, a team that surprises people this year. Absolutely, and and I think for for me, my other surprise team. You already kind of talked about it, and and I love what I'm hearing out of camp, and I think it will surprise some people, but it shouldn't because of the talent that they've got. But nobody really, I think, is giving New Orleans a fair shake just because of how good the West is. This is my team that's, you know, kind of like they've talked about as a playoff team, but they could definitely, with the talent that they've got, they can be up there 
getting a top four, top three seed even potentially uh, just because of the roster that they've got, the talent. And again, injuries, healthy Zion, they stay healthy the entire year. They've got a great nucleus that they've built down there in New Orleans. And like you were talking about with your coach of the year uh, pick, I, I think that for, for Green and, and, and his squad, I'm legitimately buying into this this Pelicans team as, as a team that will be tough to beat when they're at full strength all year long. Fingers crossed, stay healthy, surprise some people because it, it shouldn't, but it will just because, well, I mean, the surprise would be Zion staying healthy. Good choices. Good choices. Choice. I think we both have great choices here. You want to lead us into the disappointments? Yeah, I think when you look at the, the biggest disappointment to me is – not saying that this team is going to fall out of the playoffs, oh. but compared to where they were a year ago, oh. they're going to come back down to earth a little bit. Sacramento, I think Sacramento will take a step back. I, like I said, I don't necessarily. I'm not saying they're going to miss the playoff or the play in for that matter. I just have them taking a step down, and because of how shaky and I mean how how many top teams there are in the West, Drew, you go on a you go on a couple game losing streak. Like, like you saw in the East a couple years ago, that could shift you from being a top three seed down to six or seven in the matter of a moment. Are you You're doing this head. because we're, I'm in your You're head? You're in my head. <laughs> yes, that's exactly, man. That's exactly what I was thinking with the Kings. Like it was, uh, and, and this will end up getting talked about. I'm sure it'll become a narrative, like the fluke year last year. And it'll, oh, it'll become no. Sacramento's motivation or whatever. No, maybe, maybe. I, I have them taking a step back as well. Yeah, we'll give them some bulletin board material. Yeah, these other teams getting healthy, going to fill those gaps in that they happened to slide into last year. And they, I don't think, you know, it'll be as, as easy of a year for them. So they're, they're one of my disappointments. They're my disappointment out of the West. This yeah. year, and I think they'll they'll struggle a little bit. They'll see they'll still have good players. I I don't know if they'll see two all stars again. Maybe one, if that. You know, it's just it's one of those years. That was a good year for the Kings. They gave they gave the Warriors a nice little duke it out first round. But mm-hmm. you know, this they're just they're just not meant or not built to win things like that yet. And um, I think they'll disappoint and we'll, compared, we'll always compared be what cheering. they did last season for yeah. sure. But yeah, we'll always be cheering for them to light the beacon because we want them to succeed. It's just right. Lighting the beam is is pretty dope. So I mean, when they, if they have like a good first half, somebody gets hurt and then the team falls off. Like okay, they were fun for the rest of the year, all of twenty twenty three. Legitimately, the yeah. old kings and the new kings. We would say they were. We could say they were fun. This was the funnest year of Sacramento basketball yeah. ever. And then we just got back down to earth. Like okay, Sacramento, get back to your third. 13 seed spot, get back to drafting high and <laughs> go back to the abyss. Maybe and, not that, maybe not that low, but <laughs> okay. No, not, not yet, but eventually is. they're going to trickle back down to where they belong. Who's um, your other disappointment? My other disappointment, man. And this one was tough. I, I went through some other, some other markouts, but, and they've, they've got a nice team, but for some reason I feel like it won't stay together. And I, I, I don't know. I just, it's one of those that you can't explain too much about, but I just I don't have the faith in them enough, and they've got an all-star point guard, the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, by our former coach Rick Carlisle, uh, they got Miles Turner out there, um, Ma- uh, Matherin, the young rookie from Atlanta, yeah. coming into his second uh, year, um, Tyrese Halliburton leading the way, all-star point guard, um, and they've got Bruce Bowen, former NBA champion, now with the Nuggets on the team. Yeah. And uh, or Bruce Brown, not Bowen, excuse me, yeah. Bruce Brown, and uh, 
but I, I just I just I see something weird going on. Somebody's gonna beef with Rick. You know, Miles already wanted to trade. Yeah, they got things He's figured been out. He's been in trade talks for like on. five years now, man. No, but like it was more serious this last year, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden a contract comes out of it. Like, how does that relationship mess up? Did it mess up anything with anybody else to get that done to keep Miles here? Or I don't know. I just have I have weird vibes about the Pacers. And maybe it's just with uh, withdrawals from Rick Carlisle, and I'm just like, is it? It's going to carry over into Indiana at some point. I, I don't know, but Indiana, I think, is going to disappoint. They're a team that should probably squeak into an eight seed and be a definite play-in, but I think they'll struggle to get to the play-in. Well, that's why I was just about to say. You remember when I was talking about how I think that there's a lot of parity in that nine through thirteen range when we were talking about the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Indiana's in that mix for me as well, and I think that that's a legitimate reason for them to be a disappointment is that I don't have a whole lot of expectations for them. They should at least talent wise be in there in the playoffs and, and not have to necessarily worry, but yeah, for sure. They are a disappointment. Uh, you know, I, I think that this is, you know, this is going to be just really, like I said, I, I, like you said, it's, it's tough to explain because I don't want things to go bad. I, I, I still have, you know, I still have a lot of faith in Rick Carlisle and, and, and ever grateful for him bringing the only title that I'm old enough to not be, you know, you know, not remember because of a dusty old VCR or something like that uh, in my well, life. 2011 could have been real heartbreak, BJ. We had our hearts broken enough at that World Series. We didn't need to well, lose. Thankfully, the NBA Finals happened before. The first. The yeah, I know. Yeah. But, I mean, that would have been a, just a tumultuous yeah. year by the time we're going to Christmas. But, like, this Santa, all I wanted was a Mavericks championship and a Rangers World Series win, and I didn't get either one of them. Yeah, I mean, as, as bad as bad as my head space was in high school, I don't think I could have handled that. Right? <laughs> you know, I was man, getting there. What? Oh man, get that get that emo look from last week back for me because uh, no, I wouldn't have been <laughs> that bad, but it felt it would have felt that way had that been the case. But right. yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I think Indiana is is going to be a disappointment. There you go. Out of that side, I got Kings and Pacers. You got Pacers and who's the other? One? I said Kings. Oh yeah, you, we did the same ones. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah we were we were on, we're in line on both sides. We were on, we were on a, the same wavelength yeah. right here. Okay, now let's take a look at, uh, well, this, this one could be a quick one. Yeah, we can do playoffs, but this one can be a little bit quicker. What player do you think this season is going to emerge onto the scene? Do you think it is your most improved player, Cade Cunningham? Or is there somebody else that might be in the running for it? Somebody that was not an MVP candidate last year that will be one? Or, or who you got? Yeah, that's a great question because, I mean, when you look around the league and, and kind of what I'm expecting for the league this year, you know, to me, I think there's a, a candidate that, you know, is going to get talked about, but is for, for at least for MVP, but he has not been, he has had bursts of being the most valuable player, but he has not necessarily had an MVP level season to this point. I expect big things out of Donovan Mitchell this year. And I think Donovan Mitchell could really emerge and be talked about even, you know, as we get to the all-star break as, as one of those like first half MVPs and can he, you know, can he be uh, able to finish it off in the second half? Uh, I think that we're, we're going to see some big things from Mitchell and from the Cavs as a whole this year. I'm back and forth on mine. 
Okay. Because one has already kind of emerged, but he hasn't become an all-star yet. And one's yeah. just kind of into the league. I do like the Kate Cunningham pick, though, too. Mm. just want to give a different pick for this one. I'm going to go with Paolo Bencaro. I like I that. Go, I was going to go Jalen Brunson, but... And that was the one that's you know kind of emerged, but he hasn't been an all star yet. Like mm-hmm. so, I'll st- uh, he, he, I still very well think Jalen could be an all star this year. But Paolo uh, Bancaro, I mean, he's just he's different. That's that's my boy out of Duke, and I mean, have big uh, such a quiet, don- uh, just crazy rookie season. And I know he's out in Orlando right now, and they've they have a nice. I mean, they got some nice little young pieces to, with Franz Wagner and company out there. I mean. They have a nice little unit of some young guys, but Orlando, you just can't ever expect anything out of them until they no. get like some generational talent like Dwight Howard back in the day and things like that to make one magical run to the finals but not win it. But Orlando just kind of in, in the uh, in the back burner here. But Paolo Carroll, I mean, he'll be an all-star this year in, in, in the East, and he's going to continue to produce and expand his game. Uh, I think he'll stretch his game out a little bit more. I, I don't know that he'll next necessarily be – you know, just the guy that kind of lines up threes all the time now. But, you know, he'll be consistent inside. He'll he'll own the mid-range. Uh, I think he might become a better passer out in Orlando, and it'll definitely help, you know, that combination of him and Franz Wagner. So uh, give, give me give me Paolo Bancaro to emerge on the scene a little bit more. This like year. Rookie of the year last year, and he's going to be an all-star this year. I like it. That's a good one. All right, so how do we want to do the playoffs? <sighs> well... I don't want to take too long with them, but no. we have to play in with it. So I mean, we can just we can we can slide in a small bit about you know each side. I gave uh, I put seedings with mine. I, I did too. Okay, you did put yours. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going I through. I, was like, mm, I guess I should do that. Uh, so yeah, w- we can just go through you know east and west and play in on both sides and just a little okay. bit on for for each team. Not not All too right. long. Okay. So let's go. You what, what do you want to do? East or west? First? Uh, let's do East and save the best for last. All right. Eastern conference. Um, let's see, let's go from, let's go from the play into the top. Okay. So the uh, 10 seed, are we going 10 to one? Or are we going yeah. seven to 10, 10 to one? All right. Uh, 10, you'd be surprised. Maybe not Detroit as okay. that 10 seed. Okay. I was, I was borderline with that. I've got the Charlotte Hornets. Okay. I'm, I'm, Gonna do a little disagreement, but that's not. A big yeah, deal. yeah, I know. I I wouldn't be surprised if if Detroit was there, but you know, I I'm hoping for a fully healthy season of Lamelo Ball, and I think that's what can yeah. push them to play in the play. Uh, nine. I've got the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Mm, okay. I've surprisingly enough, and it's it's because of the reasons I said, and I think they're disappointing for this in general. The Pacers. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're they'll they'll squeeze into this play in. Because they have enough talent to be in this spot, but they should be a playoff team, but they're not it, going to be. Yeah, it's it's going to be very close between them and, and Detroit for me. I have them like just that. on the wrong. So my side. disappointing is not like horrendously disappointing. Just you're underachieving. Yeah. At eight, I've got the Toronto Raptors sneaking. What? In. You still got them in the playoffs? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. I don't have them. Yeah, I don't have them in the playoffs to play in. I feel like they're gonna they're gonna skip. They're gonna they're gonna miss a beat here. Uh, no, they, the they could be losing in the play-in, but they'll be like the eight as as we end the season, and then they have to survive against uh, Brooklyn. 
Fair enough. Eight seed for me. I've got the Chicago Bulls. I mean, they can never seem to fully, you know, reach the potential that they got out there with their talent. DeRozan, Levine, and Vucevic, all the pieces around them. Pat Williams, Kobe White, and Comp- I just they've got they can never they can't ever play together. And it's it's a weird mix of players that hasn't worked out, but they always make the playoffs somehow, even when they kind of stink. You know, they're ugly to watch, but they're gonna slide into the playoffs somehow. I think that this is the year that they're underperforming hurts them. I don't know if I think they they I think they're I don't also blame you here. I don't yeah. blame you here. I got some blind faith. You know, maybe some players get traded away. There's been talk about DeRozan maybe not being there. There's mm-hmm. been speculation about Vucevic. Yeah. Zach has been in trade talks. The team might blow up. This could be one of those. It's a freezing cold take. It, I, yeah, I was I was gonna say if if it if it blows up, it, it's because they get off to a slow start, and yeah. so we'll see. Uh, seven, just missing out on the playoffs, at least being able to avoid without having to go through the playing tournament. Not because they don't have talent, just because of how much I trust the six teams in front of them. The Atlanta Hawks. Okay, I've got the New York Knicks. New York Knicks in the spot, mm-hmm. uh, just because I think everybody else will have a better season that's ahead of them, including that team that I mentioned as a surprise team this year that yeah. you just mentioned that we, that was in this spot. Got them a little bit higher in the East. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, New York's right there at six, so they're not – I mean, it could very okay. easily come down to, like, a, a game or something like that very easily. Okay, six spot. I've got the 76ers. Um, with with them, it's nothing against Embiid, but with the drama with Harden, you know, he'll be there. They'll win a little bit early, but maybe he gets shipped out of town. Maybe he doesn't. And I mean, I, I don't think the uh, it'll be too kumbaya over there this season, so they'll, they'll falter a little bit, but Embiid's good enough to – to keep them in the playoffs and maybe they'll have enough to maintain a six seed. They might, they might flip flop with the, uh, the Knicks or something and go for the seven in, instead of the six, but I've got them at the six right now. I think Embiid's good enough to get them. Even if Harden shipped out, I've got them at five. So oh, okay, I mean, five, they're, spot, they're, five spot here. I got the Miami heat, Miami heat. They traded away some cool little pieces for him. Max Struess was nice, but they didn't get rid of Tyler Harrow. He's coming back. Uh, you know, Duncan Robinson's coming. for the most part, they're coming back. Um, they, they lost Gabe Vincent with his, which is a nice little point guard piece for him, but they still have you know enough to, to get enough to, to get a five seed. I've got Miami as the matchup in the four as the four seed, so Miami's in that four five matchup for me. And just we're kind close. of, yeah, we're very close, but just a little bit different, so it's it's not not terrible at least. Yep, and here's where my faith in the Hawks may falter this year. Got them pretty high at the four spot here. A lot of a lot of faith that things will turn around, or maybe a little too much in Quinn Snyder here. But they've got a lot of nice pieces, and if things can finally mesh back to get them in, you know, a good spot, and they shore up that defense, which is you know part of the problem. And DeAndre Hunter, come on, they can be a top four team in the East. The third seed I talked about as as potential MVP candidate, Donovan Mitchell is going to lead the Cavaliers to the third seed in the uh-huh. East. I'm right there with you. Cleveland Cavs, they got all the pieces to be in that spot. Give them another full season, keep everybody healthy. Uh, they'll be one of the top three teams. Now it comes down to a coin flip potentially based on who you listen to is the top two, but we both have the top two in some order as the same two teams. Yep. Going with the Celtics as the two seed and Milwaukee getting the top overall seed. How do you see it shaking out? I got the flip flop. I got Bucks slipping to the two, and the the, the high powered Celtics coming up with the uh, the top spot. And, and the executive of the year, fine. Brad Stevens, being the reason for it. That's perfectly fine. That is perfectly fine. All right, we'll shift gears. We'll talk the West. Let's start with the plan. 
Lakers coming in at number 10, Drew? What, BJ? The 10 for the late? Wow. Just, We're going to have just, a drastically different Western Conference now. Just just missing out uh, our OKC and Portland. The Lakers in the 10 spot. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. I think wow. I think they regress a little bit. I'm not saying that they're not talented. <laughs> I, I, so, Drew, you, you're talking about a team that – you know they played good enough defense, but I think that the the average of opponents that were missing their three pointers against the Lakers is going to balance itself out. They were, I think, league best in terms of opponents three point percentage a year ago. That's part of the big reason why they had a lot of success. I think that if even if you raise that just a little bit, it bring it drops them just down ever so slightly. Oh man, this is going to be one of those freezing cold takes. I'm gonna watch. I'm I'm gonna look back on this one. <laughs> Ten spot. I've got the OKC Thunder. Um, a youthful team that's got a lot of little pieces here. Some people I've seen predictions with having them in the playoffs right off the bat. I mean, mm-hmm. Shea Gilgis Alexander, definitely one of the guys that can help get them there. They have, you know, Chet Holmgren there. They've got Josh Giddy. They've got uh, Jalen Williams. Uh, so they've got, they've got a lot, two Jalen Williams guys, um, two, two different spellings. Um, and I, I think they'll be feisty to make the play in. I, I just don't know. I think the West has got, and, and if, and that's just, you know, my West picture is just a perfect picture of health. You know, if these teams are all yeah. healthy, this is what we'll see in the West playoffs. So yeah. that's that's how I'm imagining it shaking out and is what kicked the thunder all yeah. the way to 10. Yeah. You didn't and say all, nine yet, did you? No, I haven't said nine because I also think that, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I'm wishing for injuries or anything like that. I'm just – the problem for me with the Lakers is that they just have not had a full season from Anthony Davis, right. haven't had a full season from LeBron since the the bubble year that they won the title and and so it's almost like i don't want to put my aspirations for them too high because then it'll make me look really foolish when when they inevitably have an injury that that keeps one of the two of them out for a good period of time i'm gonna hate to have to come back here later in the season on you and pull a pull a dion do you believe that's that's perfectly fine let i'm giving a bulletin board material drew i'm having them prove me wrong they're making that's, it personal all right that, that that's true make it personal and speaking of making it personal, how about the Sacramento Kings at nine? Drew? Right on the money with you, BJ. What are that. we? What are we here with these Kings? <laughs> <laughs> we, we just think they're going to falter this year, going from the four seed to the nine seed. And I'm right here Aren't with three, three exactly last year. I thought uh, three or three. Sorry, three yeah, or four. Top three, three mm-hmm. top four seed, top seed in the West, and uh, you know just drop back down, kick themselves back to you know where they. Where they belong. They'll still have their good team, but they won't be able to compete with the guys ahead of them that will be hopefully healthy and make these top eight spots. Absolutely. And in the eight spot, BJ, I've got the Grizzlies. Okay. I think they're I think they're on the borderline of their of their window here. I mean, I think last year was probably their best chance. And then Jod did what he did, and you know, the season got shooken up. And you know, I ever all the other teams are getting healthy again. All those teams that have a whole lot, you know, just as many weapons, if not more, in the West to make things a problem. And you know, so I just I just don't know how things are gonna shake out. You know, are, are the roles gonna is it gonna work out with the dynamic of Smart and Morant? Will Morant stay out of trouble? Will will Triple J still stay healthy for another season? Don't know. Uh Grizzlies in the eighth spot though. Squeeze a playoff first, but they're playing. I'm I'm a little higher on them. I think they've got the talent to overcome jaw suspension. I think that they'll be in the actual playoff field itself. For me, I am going with Minnesota as my eight seed. 
So I, I mean, we may not be too far off. I don't know where you've got the Timberwolves, but I, I think that they are. I'll just go ahead and tell you, Timberwolves are in the playoffs for me for okay. a, a reason because I think the team's going to end up blowing up. The Rudy Gobert thing isn't working out. There's all mm-hmm. types of trade talks for Carl Anthony Towns. They need to just ship him out and, and start that thing over. What they what they tried to make is it hasn't been working over the years. They've only seen the playoffs like twice mm-hmm. uh, over the course of it. So I, I just think this it's that year where somebody gets shipped out. You know, people don't like Rudy. I guarantee you Rudy's going to shoot that three, and you think Anthony, Anthony Edwards was playing thinking he won't walk off the court if Rudy shoots a three. I think he will shoot it, and I think he will walk off the court for real. Wow. All right. Okay. But I think, the, yeah, Timberwolves, they blow up. They don't see play-in playoffs. Okay. All right, then. Uh, who you got seven, Drew? Seven spot. I started somewhere else, and then I pivoted. I've got the Pelicans in the seven spot. That's not Pelicans, bad. Pelicans, I, I had them at six, but I shifted it because of how I want the playoff matchup to be. <laughs> <laughs> Literally swapped for this position just so I have a favorable spot because I don't like I don't like the the uh, the Pelicans versus who I have at the three. Uh, <laughs> so Clippers in the seven spot for me. Uh, Kawhi and Paul George healthy again. Westbrook hopefully have a good season with them, but. You know, all the other teams above them, I think they're gonna they're gonna be putting it together. And uh, if if things shake out to where I don't know if we'll have this point, but I, I hope that we do. That would require the Mavs to be really really good and be a two seed. But I just I don't know that that's gonna happen. Did you say uh, Pelicans or Clippers at seven? Clippers at seven. Oh, okay. um, Pelicans are six. Oh okay. Yeah, I've got these are the one. Those are the ones I flipped. Uh, yeah, I've got. I was gonna say I've, I've also got the Clippers at seven and the Pelicans at six. I, okay. I don't know how we got on the the right wavelength there, but um, so we're 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 kind of a lock and step at that point at least. Uh, no, no, no. I, I'm Clippers seven, Pelis. Wait, sorry, Clippers six, Pelis seven. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm Clippers seven, Pelis six. So we're gotcha. okay. I I want to make sure we we got that made sure we got that said right. <laughs> All Gucci, yeah. Who's number five? Five for me. There we go. Uh, Golden State Warriors. Um, I was on the fence about putting them lower just because, you know, what if the Chris Paul thing does not work out? Because there's a possibility that it doesn't, but there's a possibility that it really does. And if it really does, it could be scary. I think they'll be somewhere in the middle. And I think maybe they'll have some health issues throughout the course of the season. It's been a small thing that's bitten them in the bite, you know, whether it be, you know, Curry for a little bit, uh, Wiggins for a little bit, you know, whoever. Um, things have happened recently, and Chris Paul, he's had injuries every year for the past, I don't know how many, since he entered the Houston Rockets days. Mm-hmm. So um, I got them at the five seed, though. They've got enough talent to get themselves there, and when it, when it clicks for the Warriors, it's going to be it's going to be. It's going to be ESPN, Mike Breen, bang, Paul to Curry in the corner for three, bang. Yeah, you know? <laughs> some crazy stuff. Or Paul to Draymond, cross court, Clay, Clay to Curry for three, bang. Yay. Something like that. Some crazy mm-hmm. ball movement type calls. The, the ball's always going to be moving with those yeah. Warriors. I've got them a little higher. I've got an improvement from last year for sure, but maybe not what they're hoping and where you've got them. I've got the Mavs here, Mavs at five. I like that. I like that. I was a little bit more generous with our Mavericks. They're in the four spot for me. I think it's going to work out a little bit better than that. I think, you know, our trust in the youth and putting them in this starting lineup is going to work out well 
for us. Omax is going to give us that Dorian Finney-Smith stuff that we need out there in the wing. Uh, Lively's going to pan out as a young rookie at the center position led by Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. And that duo is going to play enough games together to matter enough to boost them up to a four seed. And I think they'll be the highest scoring duo in the WNBA. Or, <laughs> the NBA. <laughs> highest scoring duo in the NBA. And uh, they'll... Uh, and Luca will get MVP. Kyrie is going to be that clutch guy. That's I think things are going to work out and click this year. I think they have to. They have to. They I don't think to. we can afford to miss the playoffs or be a low bottom seed facing somebody tough in the first round. We need to get back to where we were a couple of years ago. I agree. I think that this is, you know, I mean, if we're, we're just one spot off here. I've got them in the five matchup. you got them as the four and the four five. So for me, their matchup, you've got them facing Golden State. Mm-hmm. I've got the rematch of the 21 semis Phoenix down here. Oh, I don't want that. No, 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 I don't. I don't want it either, but I, I, I think that this is, I think this is a really good Phoenix squad. I just, I really Bradley like Bradley Beal that. kicks our butt, you know, when yeah. uh, I, don't, I don't want that. I, I've one of the last games I went to cover or man, no, not, not one of the last, but before playoffs, one of the games I went to cover was, was a game where we were playing the wizards. Bradley Beal mm-hmm. was, was busting our butts. Yeah, I don't. Want, he he does some seats like two guards in the NBA that always have their way with the Mavericks or have pretty good games. Bradley Beal, CJ McCollum. I leave us alone, please. Yeah, don't good, like good. Good thing I didn't uh, do playoffs based on the matchups I wanted to see. It might have been a whole lot different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, three for spot sure. for me. Um, it's those LA Lakers, BJ. Uh, don't underestimate them. Think we're gonna get more games this year out of Anthony Davis, and that's what's gonna propel them up there. I mean, and when Anthony Davis Anthony Davis plays sixty plus games, depending on what they look like as a defensive unit, which they're always usually pretty good defense, uh, they're 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 contenders, and I think they're going to be this year. LeBron James running out of time on the clock. Uh, he's got a nice healthy season, number twenty one. Anthony Davis gonna have a good healthy season. Fingers crossed. And Lakers get that three seed. And if it pans out, the matchup that I want for them, BJ, I want them to face the Clippers and send them home in the first round. Understandable. I've got Golden State here as the three seed. I think that they've yeah. got the talent. And when they are fully clicking, as you mentioned, they're going to be scary good. Um, I mean, it's it's tough not to really think that they're that they have seemingly gotten better, even though they they feels like they may have gotten a little bit older with Chris Paul coming in. But I mean who said old heads don't know how to ball? <laughs> and and regardless of uh, you know what I've got here set up for these these preseason playoff predictions here, mm-hmm. I would be so very satisfied if the Mavericks met the Clippers in the playoffs. Yeah, and not to make. Oh yes, I mean Luca was enough of a problem for them. Mm-hmm. Imagine mm-hmm. having to guard Kyrie too. I mean, <laughs> I think that would be just so fun for us to watch us own them in a playoff series. So we can harken back to this as well in case that that comes up. But, you know, I've got this written down as a, cl- yeah. as a clip. If Top two here, guys. Top two. Number two, reigning champs, Denver Nuggets. I think they'll have a good season. Murray will have a nice, solid regular season. Maybe that regular season will finally catch up to that postseason play. And uh, But, you know, Nuggets will be a powerhouse. Jokic is going to do Jokic things. Aaron Gordon will do – Aaron Gordon things and play his role defensively and score for them on offense. Uh, they'll be able to uh, retool the uh, replacement of Bruce Brown and uh, get some more production off of their bench for that. And they'll, they'll be back as the top seed in the West. You say you have Denver at two, you say Denver at two. Okay. So that means you've got Phoenix at one, right? Phoenix there, right? at one. Okay. 
Uh, I went a little bit different. I've got Denver as the one seed and Memphis as the two. I think that Memphis, even with Jaw being out, I think I've liked the talent that they've still got on their roster. I I, I think we're underestimating, you know, the, the acquisition. What was Phoenix for you? What's it? Phoenix was, was four. Phoenix was four. Oh. Yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix versus Dallas is the four five. No. I know you don't like the matchup. I, I not saying that I not saying that I think that they're going to underperform or anything. I just I really like the three teams that I've got ahead of them. Uh, Fair enough. It's 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 so crazy, Drew. Like I said, I mean, it may be you know one game separating one, two, three, four, or something like that along those lines. But uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, especially in the West. It's going to be just an all-out Donnybrook all year long. Now. Yes. Normally, this would be about the time that we're ending the show, but we still got a lot to get to. Why don't we shift gears and talk about what's on Drew's mind for this installment of the episode? Let's do it, baby. What's on Drew's mind today? I got 10 things from our childhood, BJ. Okay. I follow I follow a creative little account over on X, formerly known as Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, called Nostalgia from Our Childhood. And yeah. I have they've they've had some tweets out, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, yeah, I remember, blah blah blah. And it just got me so intrigued. So I went through their their profile, and I was just like, man, this is so interesting. What what? Why don't I just make this what's on Drew's mind today? And I picked I like some of, some of the uh, recent ones. Some I had to scroll back for just because I wanted to pick ones that get, you know resonated with me the most. And I had some stories kind of that that harken back with some of these. So let's uh, let's run some let's run through some of these in here. We'll pop in and out of these uh, these images here because uh, I want to be able to uh, scroll through and find some of the other ones because they're kind of split up a bit. So I don't want to get you get you too lost in yeah. that. So let me pull that up for you here. I'm getting the wrong. There it is. So here we go. First one is Yogo's Candy, BJ. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this little bag of candy ball? This like sweet, sugary candy. No, I don't actually believe it or not. I'm trying to. It doesn't even. It doesn't ring a bell. Maybe I. I don't know. I, I, I don't. Small know. bag. There were six packs at the store. It was almost like the size of one. You remember the? This isn't actually on my list, but it's a. It's a throwback one too. The Ritz bites for the Cheez Its. Mm-hmm. They were in like a bag that size. Okay. I. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember them, but I mean, I. I'm not saying that that they didn't exist or anything like that, but <laughs> right. yeah, I don't, I don't remember them. Well, they were, they were a thing BJ and there were actually some delicious candy as a matter of fact, awesome. just so you know. So okay. uh, they didn't have the, the dates marked for the year uh, for these right here, but I think they were back when, when we were in elementary and middle school. I don't mm-hmm. remember them in high school. I don't think they made it. They were no. one of those that had an era of a few years, mm-hmm. but I remembered them. And uh, you probably remember this. You saw this in in many a classroom coming up, BJ, and everybody did, especially if your 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 teacher had a classroom that didn't have the one on the wall because it was so old and busted. Yeah, sharpeners right here. (laughs) Those ones on the walls were always so rickety rackety. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they would destroy your pencil, and we just we had to get an upgrade eventually. And these these sharpeners right here were the real deal. I remember. Look at the I one remember, in the chat as well. Yeah, I was about to say, I remember those too. That one too. That was definitely a thing. I had some handheld ones that I had like uh, in my backpack and things like that. So yeah. there were a bunch of different versions of pencil sharpeners, but everybody remembers. I remember those. both of those versions. Yes, sir. Yeah, you definitely remember those bad boys. And BJ, did you ever have a Game Boy growing up? 
I didn't have a Game Boy, but I'm, I remember the Game Boy. Oh, you don't have a Game Boy. Well, I had a Game Boy, BJ, and I had this little doohickey alongside with it so I could play that bad boy in the dark. That yeah. flashlight plug-in on the side for your Game Boy Color. It's wow. just like what people have to read books nowadays, the mm -hmm. little book lights. I even I used to have one when I actually read books when they made me. Um, But this little light right here was so handy because you couldn't turn the brightness up on your good old Game Boy Color. You yeah. needed these lights. Yeah plug in to play these bad boys in, in the dark at night it makes sense I, I i didn't have a game boy but i definitely remember that era for sure right uh, and those are we're three of them in so far so let's take a look at number four this one had a a video with it i wanted to watch it earlier but i didn't have time i think my power went out at uh at this time so mm -hmm. i gotta make sure that that uh we check out this video here i think i accidentally passed it oh i did okay oh I was making some I was making some noise. All right. So let's check out this video. This is waffle sticks, BJ. I don't know if you've you remember you recall this this item, but let's take a look at this former commercial of waffle. There's a new breakfast that's creating quite a lot of noise. Pillsbury. Oh yeah. Waffle sticks come with their own dipping cup of rich, sweet syrup, so you can resist scooping, dunking, and dipping every crispy, syrupy bite. Pillsbury waffle sticks, dare to dip. <laughs> I've forgotten about that. that I do remember that, though. I did not remember that commercial. No, I remember that commercial. I remember the product from that commercial now. Wow. Oh man, I I'd forgotten about the guy in the hospital screaming. That's hilarious. Oh man, waffle sticks, man! I forgot about them until I saw them. I remember yeah, the I uh, the cinnamon sticks, the cinnamon stick Eggos one that you pop in. Yeah. The I think they still sell them today. Those I, I think those are do. delicious. Yeah, the waffle stick. I, I'm gonna have to see if I can get that video as my ringtone now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Taking a stroll down memory lane still, BJ. Here's number five on this list. Uh, okay, so this is probably when we were definitely in elementary school. Did you you remember like the soda machines that used to be like, I don't know, 50 cents a soda, yes. 75, yeah. the cheap days yeah. back in the day? Yeah. Do you remember this when you would go to the machine and buy a bottle of soda and open up and find... Oh yes. Please play yeah. again. Buy yeah. get you a free Mountain Dew or Pepsi 20 ounce for free. I do remember that. Yeah. This, was, I, this is the only reason I was buying bottles of soda because I <laughs> wanted to win a free drink. Yeah. <laughs> As he's in at a football game. This would work at the concession stands at high school football games. Yes. <laughs> you present them these bad boys. They would probably just pocket them and go use them at a convenience store or something. Be like, hey, I won this. Can I give me a free 20 ounce? Okay. But I used yeah. to be able to use them at concession stands, so and I definitely did. So I was. Oh yeah, uh, I remember those the, days. That, with those bad I remember so. the. I think Dr Pepper did them too, because I remember the yes. bottles of Dr Pepper would also have a, a, a you're a winner or whatever. Yes, absolutely. And BJ, you remember our days in in school, and I, I, I this they were still wheeling this bad boy out when I got to high school as well. I'm sure you know where I might be going with this I bad boy I now. Do. These old TVs right yeah. here. I and think we got rid of them by high school, but that was definitely middle school, elementary school. I remember the 
the TV and the VCR for sure. The, oh, the, they didn't the get part. rid of them in high school for me, BJ. My <laughs> senior year, we were rolling this bad boy out in government class. Our coach, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna say it. I'm gonna leave his name. Our coach that was the government teacher wheeled this bad boy out. And do you know what we used to watch on this? And this, I would have never been. I would have never probably seen this ever on my own accord had he not showed this in class. What do you think School, we watched? Schoolhouse Rock. I think we probably did, but no, that's not what I'm thinking. Okay. That's 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 the thing that came to my mind immediately, like especially because you said government class. Um, Bill Nye. No, not, we not watched, government, but we watched Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Shark Tank. More often than not, we were watching Shark Tank. Oh, how does that have anything to do with government, Drew? PJ, I couldn't tell. Is it because he was a coach? That's probably. I don't know. Yes, he just created some reason how this works in our government class, and it really. I I don't know. Or he I just didn't have I, anything. He didn't have anything to talk about, so he wheeled out Shark Tank. We watched Shark Tank, and everybody went to sleep in the dark. Or got on our phones for the half hour to or hour class that we had, whatever. I could understand yeah. economics more so with Shark Tank, but government. Yes, it just <laughs> he did a whole lot of things that didn't make sense, BJ. Let's just um, say that. That's why but we it, all. That's why we don't know how the government works because of Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now let's take a look at something else. And I actually got I got a, had to scroll for this one. This is when I, I pushed back in the lineup here because mm -hmm. it was so relatable to me. And I got in some crazy trouble from this. And it was something super harmless, an accident, in fact, BJ. But it still happened nonetheless. And boy, it did it hurt. I used to play with, well, not, I wouldn't say play with, but used to try my hand at watercolors. BJ, they used to have the little bitty like, uh, like a seven or eight uh, color set of watercolors for you to mess around with as a kid, and you got like one or two little skinny paintbrushes in there. You had red, blue, green, purple, mm -hmm. and all of that. And I'm still can't find the doggone watercolor picture that I had on here. <laughs> Dang it! I must have I must have went real far. But yeah, it was a little like seven or eight set. Uh, oh, there it is! Finally, Jesus. Christ. It's not going to help out what I was trying to illustrate today at all. Um, here it is right here. Oh, yes. In there, yeah. little bitty watercolor set. You can see the spot for your one little paintbrush. I used to use mm -hmm. this. You know, get bored, find something to do. If I was grounded, I ain't got nothing to do. Let me just paint something. I, I was not an artist, by the way. I sucked at it. Yeah. But I was painting in the bathroom one day. I wasn't painting on my bathroom things or anything because I have a large dad. He would definitely whoop my butt. Um, but... I was painting in there with my little watercolors and whatnot, painting on something. I must have had a book or whatever. But I dropped the little paintbrush down this vent that was on the floor. Uh-oh. And I was like, oops, I dropped the paintbrush. And guess who got their butt busted for dropping that paintbrush down the vent by accident? Me. You. Got mm. towed up. And I was like, man, it wasn't on purpose. I mean, ah! <laughs> This got beat. And I'm like, man. <laughs> and then later got an apology, like, well, it don't, it don't help. I'm, I'm hurting my booty sting still. I'm not... <laughs> but yeah, some watercolors, BJ. And here's another one. And gosh, this is a super blast from the past. This, 
this makes me smile because I saw this everywhere. And this is this this might make you smile too and toss you back to when you used to walk into the grocery stores and shop with good old mom or good old mom and dad. These coupon dispensers oh, in your yeah. local Brookshire's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember those. Man, yes. those were there were like four or five on every aisle, and it was like back and forth on each side of it. Just so many coupon things everywhere. They don't have any types of deals for your boys these days. They're like, we're going to triple these prices, and maybe you get the discount that's here for 24 hours. No, I was just saying, you have to know where to look, but they don't have them readily available for you. They definitely ain't got these dispensers like this anymore. No. They don't love us like that. No. They don't love us anymore. Because it's not a family type thing anymore. It's it's a business anymore. (laughs) Right? Uh, And last two things here, BJ. I don't know if you played this game, but... I played it so much in the original and the two, but so much of the three. And, buddy, to me, it is my favorite game of all time. Are you ready, BJ? I'm ready, Drew. To throw it back to your middle school days of Hey, Low, Three. I just wanted to sing that part for you. It, it doesn't even it doesn't even feel right to talk after that, man. <laughs> Can we just end it right here? Can this be our close, like our outro or something? Just add the Halo Three theme song. Theme I'll add that in in post. We'll add that in as the going away in post. Oh, such great times! I played this game so much. This is this is the franchise that really dug me into video games. Like I played a little bit casually with my cousins and stuff growing up, but this is yeah. where I really dug in to video games and fell in love. Halo Three, the best game ever. Uh, people actually still play that bad boy online. They've made new games, Halo Infinite, Halo, and all that other stuff. But nothing will ever compare to three, the best one ever. And man, that is that just it gives me chills to hear the the theme from the theme. All I used to play this there. game with my cousins and and online and with my brothers so much. It's there's a lot tied to Halo Three, I'm tied to Halo Three, and that's number Absolutely. nine. And one more, Mister BJ, on this. Blast from the past, if you will. I almost went with uh, these uh, these throwback Doritos on here, but I thought I'd go with something a little bit more creative, something that had a little bit of a, a longer run back in its day, BJ. And in the number 10 spot for our top 10 things from our childhood, BJ, this catch-up right here. The Heinz. Oh, yeah. Easy squirt. I was about to say, I, I, when you said this ketchup, I was like, there's no way it's anything other than the funky purple. Man. <laughs> the funky purple. Not just the funky purple, BJ, but also the, the tomato yeah. ketchup and, and the, the green, green slime. Yeah. I think it was slime. Something. Whatever the green Something. Slime. Uh-huh. Man. Yeah. Oh, blasted uh, green. There we go. Blasted green. Yeah. And there are your Heinz bottles right there. Yeah. Those 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 had an era of 2000 to 2006. Now that's one that they should absolutely bring back. Yeah, look at that. I mean, 
right? That's so much fun for kids, you know, right? It's not harmful or anything like that. I mean, you might think it looks weird or whatever, but that's part of the fun. It's like it tastes like regular ketchup, but it's different color. So, and take a look at this over here. If I can get it up, that's what she said. (laughs) True. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And those are the top 10. Or 10 things from our childhood and what is on Drew's mind. Awesome stuff, man. That's a blast from the past. I appreciated <laughs> no. that. Oh, I appreciate that walk down memory lane. Yes, well, indeed. I know a team that isn't necessarily appreciating a walk down memory lane because the last four times that they went on this walk down memory lane, it uh, they ended up losing in the WNBA finals all four of the previous times and drew their one loss away from an unprecedented fifth time losing and that's yeah. new york liberty bj we did all this waiting for the matchup we wanted all season and it has been kaput yeah 17 point loss in the first outing yeah. a and- 28 point loss in the second outing that was just not even close from the get-go i mean there was a second second quarter little burst there by yeah. liberty to get it within you know 10 points but mm-hmm. it ended up blowing up again in the third quarter and it's just yeah. there's no Sign of life for New York at all. They've looked pitiful. And Sandy Brondello has let the world know about it. Makes some comments in the press conference like no effort. um, Just a whole lot. I'm going to have to find the full quote from her because she tore into him. Hold on. I feel like I had it. I would say so. We we go back to game one. And, I mean, they were leading and and playing well in the first half. And then it was just a a great run by the Aces. In, in the second half that really turned what was a close game into a, you know, a, a big time win for the aces. But this one, it's tough to win games, Drew, when you get outscored 19 to two to start the game. Yeah, it was a disgusting start. And I found the quote here. I did Run have it. it. We had brought, this is from Sandy Brondello said, quote, we had no resistance. And that's what I'm disappointed about is that we didn't compete. Brondello said, Whew, that's mm-hmm. already a tough start. Uh, there was no grit. And we talked about it from the first game, and we know how to fight. We've got to find some urgency. We've got to take some pride in playing better than what we did. No one's at all very happy or satisfied with how we played these last two games. Yeah. Vegas is, quote, Vegas is playing their best basketball at the moment. They're playing with all the confidence. You see the chemistry that they have. And for us, we haven't taken steps forward, Brondello said. We haven't shown it. Yeah. She's right. I mean, he's absolutely right. I mean, just looking, they're looking lackluster, you know, yeah. some like deer in the headlights for some of the players like Sabrina. Your your, your X factor hasn't shown up, BJ. Yeah. Not no, at all. Mine, mine, John Quell has. I mean, she's the only one getting some work in, frankly. Mm-hmm. I mean, keeping them in ball games. Stewie's been in. Eh. Everybody, yeah. Sloot's been, what's, what's going on here? And they just haven't been together as a group. And they're getting beat by six players. Aces yeah. haven't even been – they haven't had to touch their bench. Those other players may not see any PT in these finals because, well, I mean, well, they're going to see a little bit of the tail end of the garbage time, maybe, maybe, but the Aces yeah. have been playing for the majority of these games. But, you know, New York just haven't had any life. They're letting everything get exploited. Jackie yeah. Young's having a phenomenal series so far. She's Chelsea Gray too. Yeah, I mean, all of the Aces, really. I mean, mm-hmm. these, they're, yeah. they're dominating them. 
you know, the Asia's dominating, Chelsea yeah. Gray having a great one, like you said, and um, Kelsey Plum hooping mm-hmm. as well. There's four players that have a finals MVP case to some degree yeah. on, the, on the Aces. I mean, it's really kind of coming down to two right now. It's either going to be Jackie or Asia. And depending mm-hmm. on this final game, if it ends in three, is who's it, who's it going to go down to? But yeah. it, it's been a it's been a shameful uh, showing from the Liberty so far. And game two was just it was crazy because uh, you know I was watching the game and and, and you know talk about the nineteen to two lead. You know in, in that early showing in that first quarter, Asia stepped out and hit a three. You know yeah. Chelsea Gray hit a r- ridiculous last second three pointer. I mean. She had a like a no look that wasn't even supposed to be caught by Asia, but was caught by Asia and put up for the lay. Like some crazy things were happening. So yeah, many yeah. people in the basketball space, Nikias Duncan, Mark Schindler, um, from names that I remember from seeing on social media saying that was some of the that was the best basketball that they had ever watched. Yeah. The, the aces were clicking in every fact mm-hmm. of the game. Like it was yeah. it was it was just a, a phenomenal display of hoop, I mean, like. Yeah. Like if you want to take a picture of your eyes with something, that's one of those or hit record on your brain button and just watch that whole game back one day and replay it in your mind. That's one of those that you want to do. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking about you're the Liberty. You want to throw that in the trash and never look uh, at it again. Most definitely. I mean, you're talking about for the aces, 53% field goal percentage for the the entire game and 45% from deep. I mean, you know, that's absurdly above average, which is, I mean, we're, we're used to them, you know, having numbers like that, but in this kind of an environment in this kind of game where you're supposed to be having, you know, the, everything's supposed to get tougher. It's supposed to be a tougher matchup. It's supposed to be tougher to get points in, in, in this kind of a contest when you're shooting that well, of course, you're going to do as well as we saw for the aces starting off this game and, and going through, especially in the second half and just flat out dominant because Otherwise, you look at the the matchup. I mean, Vegas only had five more rebounds than the Liberty did. It's it's the difference in in field goal percentage was the disparity. Vegas shooting fifty three, New York thirty six, and and the Aces forty five from deep, while the Liberty shot twenty three percent from beyond the arc. It's, I mean, this, you talk about that being the difference every time out. This series has only felt like it's had you know competitive life in for like- a half. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a half's worth. The, the first quarter of game one and the mm-hmm. second quarter of game two. The rest yeah. of it, it's been all aces completely. Like, mm-hmm. this, this domination. The Wings played a closer series against the aces than these Liberty have so yeah. far. And, man, BJ, if – you know, we talk about I, – I don't I, I don't know off the top of my head if there's ever been an NBA team to completely run the table and not lose to win an NBA championship. I don't believe there has. I there's been one so. that has lost one game. And that was those mm-hmm. 2000, uh, 2001 Lakers, the year Iverson uh, won MVP and they beat the Lakers in, I think, game one of that series. Then the Lakers won the rest of it. They didn't lose but that one game. Yeah, but before, WNBA, before the 2000s, uh, the 83 Sixers went 12-1 and in the playoffs, losing their only game to the Bucs in the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. 12-1 and there, and then whatever, however many it was for the, the Lakers should have been it's probably 12-1 and the same, right? I think um, so. So, I mean, there's been a couple of teams in the NBA that has done it and lost one time. Mm-hmm. One time. But the Aces haven't lost at all. And they're no. one win away from the WJ. I mean, they're going to be on the road here. Goodness, that would be probably the gut punch that Asia wants to give, you know, you know, the WNBA. Not necessarily Stewie. Stewie did get the award from her, but, you know, yeah. to the WNBA and whoever, and you know, voters. gave her the fourth, you know, place vote out there that, 
you know, kind of, you know, was was the was probably the doom for her a little bit in the end. If, if that if that, uh, you know, fourth place vote turns into a first place vote, that's a little bit more points. Um, but it, it's probably not enough to make all the difference, but still insulting nonetheless. Yeah. And um, I bet I bet it becomes a first place vote when when she becomes the WNBA <laughs> finals MVP. I'll tell you yeah, that. that's that's got to She's got to be gunning for something like that. And, you know, at, at this point, you know, Jackie's got a good case, but. I feel like Asia would be a little – she'll get the title, but be a little bit sick on the low if she doesn't get a finals MVP. Got to come away like, okay, you got that little regular season MVP, but I got the most important, the finals MVP. And the finals trophy, yeah. But it's it's just kind of crazy to wrap my mind around that this team is about to win it all without Candace Parker and run the table in the playoffs, all without Candace Parker. Yeah, I know. I mean, you're talking about one of the best players of all time. She hasn't even been, you know, active since what July drew. Yep, early July. Yeah, before early I, July. Before I came down here. That was the last game I saw. Aces Wings. Yeah, that was the last game that she played. And I mean, and you think about they haven't really needed her. It's the thing. I mean, she's this is this is a just a fantastic team, and it's tough to to see like this is the matchup we wanted, and they're just proving that nobody's in their class. Not even the other super team that spent, you know, all this time getting, you know, bringing in John Quell, bringing in Stewie, you know, getting Vandersloot. You know, they've got a good team, but they're not the Aces. The Aces haven't lost in 46 days. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be 47. By the time they play again, it'll be seven weeks. Yeah. 49. Tough. I mean, you're talking about like, NFL numbers in terms of the last time that, that the Aces would have lost the game. And they played a whole Crazy. heck of a lot more games in that span than, than an NFL team would have. But Yeah. And um, it's, 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 it's otherworldly. It's some historic stuff. Yeah. And not only will they set history in those regards, but they'll be the first back-to-back champs since the Sparks back in one and two. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. The we're, we're we're blessed to be living in the Aces world because it's their world, and we're just lucky enough that we're a part of it. Facts. And the Aces, the team that they swept in the first round of Chicago Sky, they mm-hmm. just got a new head coach, and that was actually announced just a few hours before uh, this point right now that we're talking about it, and a couple of hours before we began our episode uh, recording here today, officially from the Chicago Sky that uh, Teresa Weatherspoon will be the new head coach of the franchise yes yes indeed uh i mean you you look at i mean we when we started this podcast drew wasn't it sandy was the only uh former player that turned uh head coach in the w at that time when we did our first episode together back in in late 2020 um at that time let's see who's because i know sandy was probably yeah i don't think that there was anybody else that uh, that was in the league that, as a head coach, it was a former player. I can't think of anybody because I mean, Becky was still in San Antonio. You well, had, it depends uh, on okay. When by the time okay, so te- technically, no, but VJ got hired a month by our third episode. VJ was hired okay because I did her intro press. Well, maybe before that, it might have it's really close actually, but okay. her intro presser was. I remember where I did her intro presser. It was uh, it was before just before I graduated in December that year. Um, mm-hmm. So it might have been like a week before that. So like in December though. So 
It was so. it was pretty close. So whenever they hired her, it might have been a week or two before that, and then press yeah. conference was right then or somewhere within a week or something. But I yeah. think we got an episode in before another coach. Was yeah. Yes, Sandy, I think was the only one. Yeah, but it's just crazy to think. And now, what half of the league is going to be coached by former players, or almost half of the league? Let's see. Uh, I've yeah, at seen, that point, Tanisha yeah. Wright, Weatherspoon, Sandy, Noel. Becky. Oh. Uh, I think Noel Quinn played. Well, I'm thinking off the top. Who else is in this league, man? Uh, why am I blanking? <laughs> Becky. Yeah, I said Sandy and Becky. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Sandy, Becky, Teaspoon. Yeah. Now I'm blanking. I can't even think about all the teams that are in this league right now. <laughs> Hold on. Now i got to pull it up. Okay, Sandy, Becky. Uh, let's see who's in Spurs. No, no. Oh, there's not that many. Indiana. Who they got in Indiana? No, um, I don't know. This is going to take too long for me to get an actual <laughs> number on here. I'm just, I'm overthinking it now. But there's definitely more now, and it's encouraging for sure for for the league in the direction that they want to go. I mean, we've had some that had the role that have, have stepped down into assistant coaching roles, but mm-hmm. you know there are still coaches that are involved. But um, head coaching positions, uh, I think it might be, I, I don't know, but we we just we know about Atlanta, Chicago. Um, New York and uh, Vegas, so at least four out of the 12. So there might yeah. be a couple more that I can't think of right off the top of my head right now. But, okay. um, but yeah, there's it's definitely a good sign, especially when you got coaches like her who, who have – we've seen the impact she's had even at the NBA level being on that coaching staff and what she was to, to Zion for a while. And we know she's a Hall of Famer, man. She's an A. Smith Basketball Hall of Famer. So, I mean, she knows the game. I mean, she's a legend in the game. And uh, – you know, she's to be respected, my man. So for sure, um, in uh, in Chicago, I mean, it's a it's a tough it's a tough seat to uh, to to uh, to slide into. I mean, uh, and for her class of, of uh, for her Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, she was class of nineteen. I didn't slide that in there, but she's mm-hmm. sliding into a you know in a strange spot after Wade uh, leaves. You know, in the midst of the season, in his head coaching and GM spot. So the Chicago Sky are in the midst of you, you know, a little bit of a tizzy there, trying to figure themselves out. Somehow, still squeezing into the playoffs, and now she's going to have a, a, a decent bit of something to work with. You know, Izzy's going to be coming back healthy. That'll help things out. They had a lot of health problems this year and still managed to squeak into the playoffs. Like AC, yeah, she's going to be like immediate. Just right now, off first day, immediate announcement here. I'm thinking Coach of the Year candidate. Her team, you know, pushing, you know. To a four and five seed in the playoffs uh, next year because they're so, they've got the pieces. You know, Wade was building that thing that like that for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, their future is a little murky, but with what they've got yeah. right now, Kalea Copper, you know, uh, Courtney Williams and company, and they've got a squad ready to do some things once she gets there. And I'm sure she'll be able to mix things up however she wants it. She'll probably get a whole new staff for herself, but they'll they'll be tooled and ready to have things going for Chicago next year. It's it's a great hire. Great hire. Absolutely. I think it's it's probably one of the best we've seen here. I think the only one that you could really say was was up there on the level of, of teaspoon that we've seen here in the past couple of years is Becky Hammond. Um and not not to discount what New York did bringing in Sandy a couple of years ago. And and you know, but I mean I, I think in terms of having a, a, a coach in there, you know, immediate kind of winner and immediate potential to be competing for a title yet again. 
I think T Spoon is 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 up there in that same you know class with with uh, Becky Hammond. Agreed. I think this will be more of a Becky Hammond like situation compared mm-hmm. to a uh, like a uh, a Vicky Johnson when she was mm-hmm. in Dallas. Will be yeah. a short you know two and out and you know they yeah. find somebody else. But yeah, I think it's it's a good little spot here, and you know she'll find quick success. And the league's gonna get nice and competitive here pretty soon because you know you hear Golden State, uh, you know, or, you know future Golden State team talk about yeah. they want to get a you know championship in five years. Well, I mean, Teaspoon gonna be coming in, you know, trying to make things happen with her Chicago Sky and everything like that. The Wings trying to make their burst onto the scene. The scenes, the WNBA uh, landscape is gonna be really really competitive. We thought we were at the oh, peak yeah. of competitiveness right now. It's just gonna get. Going to add another two teams, but this might be fun, fun, but fun, but fun. But yeah, Teaspoon, new head coach of the Chicago Sky. It's a, it's a great hire. We'll see where they go with the the GM. I don't remember if they got a GM already or not. I want to say, I want to say no. So they're still in the pursuit of that. So we'll see what happens when they round things out. I, I'm willing to say that she might be a part of those conversations. Yeah, she. They they have not yet because it says the uh, it says assuming the Sky indeed hire. A separate GM, which would reverse the typical timing of allowing a GM yeah, to make the decision. I didn't think on they had one yet because they, they plan to split up the role. And okay, I get it. I got you. Yeah. So the organization picks their head coach first and not makes and doesn't make this GM a part of that decision. I kind of like that. Yeah. So I kind of like that. So they kind of separate separate things for real. Like you are yeah. our guy or are our girl here. Like mm-hmm. it, it had nothing to do with this new GM had to say. They had no input. You were who we wanted to lead our franchise, yeah. and then you're going to bring in a GM who to guide this franchise mm-hmm. along. And, and she she doesn't have to worry about building the roster. Obviously, she's going to have right. you know a, an input and, and a voice in in the process, but it's not going to be all on her to do, yeah. which is another big feather in her cap and limited amount of picks anyway. Yeah, I mean they still got what to swap uh, a couple times with Dallas here until 2025, 2026, somewhere around there. It's not looking great. They don't have a lot. No, no. But they'll make some. They'll make some good work of what they got, though. I'll make Absolutely. some good work. Of what they got. Now, uh, time to finally shift our gear into that game we've been waiting to get to with it or quit. Yes, Drew. And as always, I've got five questions for my main man, Drew, over there. It's his turn, as always, uh, when I'm asking the questions, and we don't have a guest. He gets to take his seat in the uh, on the throne and and get to answer whether he is with it or if he's going to quit it. Whenever he's ready, we'll get into it. Let's do it. All right. We're starting off with question number one. And, Drew, just especially for you, you agree with Coach Prime. Deion Sanders came out, I believe, earlier today and was talking about why why in the world is he going to have to deal with an 8 p.m. kickoff, saying it was the most stupid thing or, like, the stupidest thing that they could do. So you agree with Coach Prime, 8 p.m. kickoffs, stupid. With it or quit it? Is he on the road? Uh, no, I think he's – both of these games that he's had are, are home. They're 8 p.m. home time starts. Because uh, he had Col- Colorado State was, like, an 8.20 mountain time kick, and then uh, tomorrow night against Stanford – uh, is an 8 p.m. start time. Mm. I would have made it worse if he was on the road, but yeah, yeah, 8 p.m. start time gonna stink, dude. You ain't getting home till late. You ain't getting home till late. But 
I mean, it's fo- college football after dark. I mean, this is it's just what it is. I mean, you're probably actually going to get a lot of eyes watching that game. <laughs> Low key, people love some some college football after dark. But personally, as a as as a head coach for him and as a broadcaster for me. I'm, I'll give me that four o'clock game for these college football stuff. Give me that. Give me that eleven. If if you, you get, I haven't had any elevens. The earliest I've had is a, a one Mountain Time. So, but afternoon games over a night game for sure. He has had three 10 a.m. kickoffs. Lucky, uh, I know this. That's that's uh, what's happening to him. He had them early games, so they have to contrast and give him this night stuff. He he said he said, "What am I supposed to do with with uh, what are the kids supposed to do all day?" So he's. He's not a fan of the 8 p.m. kicks. Uh, oh, he thinks his team going to get too distracted all day. Okay, fair enough. Maybe, maybe. But maybe. also next week when they go, uh, they'll be on the road, and it'll be 7 p.m. Pacific, which, again, is 8 p.m. Mountain. But, you know, all being on the road. So so you're with it then. Yep. All right. With it. On to question number two. Andrew, for this one, uh, this is more of a choice. So um, you – would, I like having a choice. You would take never being stuck in traffic again as opposed to never getting sick again with it or quit it. No. No? I'd rather never be sick again. Oh, okay. Give me traffic all day. Being <laughs> sick is horrible. I'm useless. I mean, like, people get, if you're nice enough and you take care of me, that's cool or whatever, but being sick is so miserable. Oh no! Well, Put me in the traffic of even DF. Give me back in DFW traffic. I'll take it before being sick again. It's just not fun. Even if you get to take a sick day and you're kind of just being able to relax and it just depends on how sick better. I am. Like, yeah. what kind of sick am I? Am I just regular sick? Like, oh, I threw up last night. Let me call in. Or like, can I hardly get out of bed and like eat some anything? Or like, TBD. I, I don't know. Can I hold anything down? Like, it's just the level of sick. Like, if I'm, yeah. oh, you know, I threw up last night. That sucked. I got a little bit of a headache. Let me call in. Okay. Then I sit around at the desk all day, play some video games or something, probably whatever. Relax, chillax. But usually when I'm sick, I'm sick. So I am going okay. to say quit it. Okay. So one and one, one with it, one quit it. On. You had me, huh? I, may, I thought I did. I thought that I had a, a couple that. We were going to see maybe what we could get here, but on to number three. This one, Drew. So, as you're well aware, the Texas Rangers have made the American League Championship Series for the third time in franchise history. The last two times they did, they won the American League Championship Series and went on to the World Series. Now, I don't remember what happened after that, but Drew, the streak continues. The Rangers making the world series they're not just content to make it to the alcs they're gonna make it to the world series yet again with it or quit it i'm with it the houston astros i'm with it we have to we can't lose to these motherfuckers i can't i (laughs) i can't i can't do it this is probably this is like if i have any rivalry in sports i hate those motherfuckers right there (laughs) astros can kiss my rear end after it's not been washed all day Oh, they can lick they, the bottom of my feet after I walked around barefoot. Forget the Astros, bro. They, they, I, ain't got, they, I ain't got no NFL beef with no other opponents. Like, oh, we ain't got nothing against the Giants, the the Eagles. Like, oh, cool division stuff, whatever. You know, the Mavericks. Do we like we always we suck against the Sun sometimes? Oh, who cares? Whatever. That doesn't matter to me. But these these jokers, these Houston Astros, bleep y'all, man. Forget y'all. I don't like y'all. Drew. Drew. 
Drew telling us why they're called the Houston Astros, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get you freaking nerds. <laughs> the fact that they won World Series championships, plural, before we did is disgusting. And they rubbed it in our face when they did too. So I, I don't, I don't want to just beat them, BJ. I want to beat the sh- out of them. I want to beat the dog out of these Astros. Matter of fact, I want to sweep them. I don't want them to get one game on us. I want Max Scherzgod to come back and and just, hey, I'm healthy. Let me throw seven Ks and piss off Jose Altuve and company and send the Astros home in freaking three and four. You ain't getting the third title. I love the self-censorship, my friend. It goes to a oh. seven-game series now, right? Yeah, it's a seven. So All right, we're going to we're gonna send you guys home in four. I'm, see, you almost messed up, said three again. Four! Get the brooms out. That's what I need. I need a sweep. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I need it to happen, okay? It's going bold. The Astros, bro. It's going bold. I got beat. Well, Texas in four, and on to question number four now. Hashtag go and take it. My man, Drew. All right, Drew. Uh, this is a this is one that I think is pretty interesting. So, in order to not have to give up cookies for the rest of your life, oh. you would give up every other beverage besides water, with it or quit it. So you can only drink tap water or or, or just water in general, but you don't have to give up cookies. Or do you give up cookies and save like alcohol? Soda, tea. <laughs> what? Oh, come on. This is easy. Bleep them cookies, okay? I, I drink whatever the heck I want for the rest of my life. I think I'm giving up sweet tea for cookies? Come on. I'm from Texas, right? I'm a Texan with like sweet tea and stuff. Jeez. I'm making my own sweet I haven't bought, I haven't bought sport. I haven't bought store-bought tea one time. I've made it myself up here. You feel me? Because I know how it needs to be made. <laughs> and yes, I ain't, you know, I'm going to give up some liquor for some cookies. Come on. Well, alcohol stinks, but come on. Come on. Let's get real. Talking about cookies. What's up, Pepper? Talking about cookies. Talking about give up cookies to only drink water for the rest of my life. What? What I think mission accomplished with the questions this week, That's my friend. You love the cookies, like cookies are cool. They they bust down every now and then. Get you a good peanut butter cookie, a snickerdoodle every now and then. The mm-hmm. OG uh, sugar cookie. You can get frisky and have a raisin or a macadamia every now and then, but ain't that gas? Like, oh, like I either keep these cookies and drink one, like. There's there's so many other options out there. I'm not I'm not a person that's gonna dive into no brownies or anything like that, but I'm straight up about I, I let them cookies go. It's, it's they're they're expendable. There's there's a matter of fact, the new movie just came out. The expendables, you can add cookies into the movie as something that's expendable. You ain't taking my liquor, you ain't taking my juice, you ain't taking my soda, you dang sure ain't taking my sweet tea. You leave me with water all day. My taste buds just gonna be like, "Well, I'm hydrated, but it's boring over here." <laughs> oh man, mission accomplished! Oh my goodness, this is the best one I think I've ever done for you, my friend. <laughs> just saying. Uh, all right. Well, it says we can't get any more controversial. I guess let's go ahead and get number five. 
All right, Drew. Well, maybe this is a little bit more controversial. We just got finished talking about the WNBA finals. No, we just got finished talking about cookies. Okay. Well, a couple minutes ago before we started Wiki, we were talking about the WNBA finals. So, yes. Drew, not only are the Aces going to sweep the Liberty this year, but they're going to win the whole darn thing. They're going to three-peat, and they're going to win it all next year. Are you with it, or are you going to quit it? Whoa. Quite the question with what I'm wearing. Hmm. Yes, it is. It is quite the question. I wrote this before I knew what he was even rocking tonight. I'm going to say yes. With it. With it. All right. Just because I don't want to be the guy that was like, you didn't believe that the Aces were going to make the – we just made history for – First back-to-back since the Sparks. How about the first three-peat since the Comets? How about that? And it would have to take another, another miracle season of a perfect bill of health for this team. And goodness, I mean, they're already probably right now the best team in WNBA history. Next year, if they three-peat, it's a dynasty. Mm -hmm. Immediately off a franchise that was created in 2018 yeah i'm gonna go ahead and rock with them i'm gonna rock with them especially if candace comes back and plays for a healthy season you know you add candace to this mix i don't there's see no, why they don't yeah. repeat there's nobody in their class healthy I mean, healthy yeah. don't see how they don't repeat yeah i understand the liberty and what they got over there well we're getting past them right now you add candace back to the mix who is gonna beat them for it all now, I guess maybe the question next, uh, what I should do next year is Aces go undefeated with it or quit it. Oh, no, that's know. crazy. I know. I know. I know. That's a little too crazy. But that, mean, that is with it or quit it. <laughs> it is indeed with it or quit it. And that is the show, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't had a two-hour for a while, but we just burst through our first one in season four. But it was so worth it. I mean, oh, it, it helps when you've got an hour alone devoted to NBA content, my friend. Oh, for real. That's Yeah, that was at least – half of this here show today ladies and gentlemen but we had to give you the nba content the season is around the corner and uh man drew i feel like after this episode we deserve a week off (laughs) (laughs) right i definitely deserve a break uh in the meantime guys it is the end of the episode though uh make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcast set Uh, make sure you rate and review the show hit those five stars on Apple and Spotify and wherever else you can rate. I don't know if you can rate everywhere else or not, but definitely on Apple and Spotify. Uh, leave that review over on Apple. If you use Apple, it's the only place you can leave reviews, but we'll take it for sure. Let us know how you feel about the show and give us those five stars. We would appreciate it so very much. And, of course, for those that were watching over on YouTube and those that are over on YouTube, make sure you go subscribe if you're not subscribed already. And uh, like and comment on the episodes, guys. You can comment back on old stuff. We don't mind just checking out new listeners, old listeners. I mean, there's probably some content out there that you haven't seen. So make sure you slide on over there. We were in the chat today. Make sure you explore YouTube, anybody over there. Um, So we got a lot of content out there for you. Subscribe to us. Like and uh, comment. Subscribe. Yeah. Over on the tube. And uh, we got a new episode coming not next week, but two weeks from today, BJ and I both have a Thursday night game next week. And I actually, I was just told 
that I'm heading out at 8 a.m. in the morning. So there's no possible way to do an early podcast for us that day. And definitely not a late one because I won't be back until about three because it's about a six or seven hour haul on this high school. Goodness so gracious, man. It's 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 something that's we'll figure sure. we'll figure something out. Maybe we can see if we can get a, a bonus episode dropped here and in, in the uh in, in the meantime in hoping so as a matter of fact hoping so and uh when we come back in a couple of weeks we're gonna have coach trip on y'all remember coach That's trip right. low down cbb low down college basketball he's gonna keep doing his thing he's gonna be a regularly scheduled guest with us throughout the course of this college basketball season we're gonna tap in with him yeah. hopefully once a month that's what we're looking at here to uh talk some college hoops with him he's going to kick us off next week and we're going to or two weeks from today and we're going to preview this college basketball season with coach it's trip hard to believe that's already coming up beyond just around the corner too oh uh, dude a month from tomorrow i'm calling my first college basketball game heck yeah uh, it's, 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 it's coming real. up quick yeah it's getting real bj awesome stuff, a good time man. and you got anything to add here beach we I was just saying, I mean, we'll miss you next week. Unfortunately, we wish that we were able to, to get an episode as normally scheduled. And we try not to have too many of those where we're off a week without giving you advance warning. But we're going to be back with a lot of great content before you know it. So be on the lookout for it. Yeah, we'll definitely have to slide in a bonus, though, because we'll be like, it'll be like three weeks without some NBA, WNBA content because we're coming back and doing college basketball. So we'll slide in <laughs> some bonus material for you guys. Make sure you look out for it. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned with all things The Lowdown. Follow us on social media because I always forget to do that thing at the beginning of the episode. Now, uh, on social media, at The underscore Lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore Lowdown. YouTube, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, X, Facebook. Give us a follow on all those platforms. Over on Twitch, it's just The Lowdown. They took out, they took our underscore account, so that's where we're at with that. But you'll be able to find us all the same, just, uh, just like our chatter chatters here did today all right guys we'll catch you in a couple of weeks for another edition of the low down sports show go aces